silly. You don't know me. You don't know anybody else. Um, so, you know, just go touch grass. everybody to another edition of the hammerlock hangover i am steve and i'm joined as usual by my tag team partner and uh uh debonair machismo aficionado and that is the the good doctor dr jeff lipman hello doc a lot of cross branding there yeah i'm doing i'm doing great i'm debonair oh look at me i've got lipstick all over me how did that happen what did you you're you were what is this uh you were in some random uh orgy was it <laughs> yes I, I was an old-time western saloon that's right there's like a, a bunch of like lipstick all over you it's either i was in the bugs bunny 1920s saloon cartoon very good it must be this new hairstyle you were commenting on my hair before we went uh live here and i've got this red rooster i don't have enough product it's just looks all fucking dry and mobile it's like it's it's coming this down like a it's doo-wop. It's sort of like Michael Hutchinson from NXS. This is a, a really shitty pompadour if it's a pompadour. It is. Usually it, when it, I go it, to the, 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 the barber, I'm like, hey, I like a pump. And and now there's too much. Now i got to cut it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, no, it, it, it's like if Brian Seltzer, you know, Seltzer? got all the hairspray one day. You're right. You're right. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so we're going to just jump right into all this uh, big AEW news. There's a lot of AEW news, and um, and there we'll isn't about at the w- same time. <laughs> we'll talk about WWE. Um, whether the news is actually newsworthy is is really what we're going to discuss this entire episode because um, this week, uh, yet again, in AEW doing AEW things, they've got big announcements, and then those big announcements get overshadowed by one CM Punk, Chicago made punk. So, Jeff, let's talk about the biggest news in AEW this week, and that's the return of Miro and Andrade to <laughs> AEW. Um, yeah, well, it's a news to Andrade. He tweeted the next day when somebody said that he was on collision. He's like, <laughs> That's news to me. I haven't heard anything about it. That's amazing to me because, you know, you would think that the type of operation that Tony Khan runs uh, would be such a well-oiled machine that he would actually tell his superstars that they're headliners in a brand new show. Well, you know what happened? Leva Bates was supposed to tell him, but somebody said, shh, and then she got fired or didn't. her contract wasn't renewed and nobody told her. So <laughs> she didn't leave a to-do list because she, she was expecting to come back to work the next day. That's right. That's right. If you've been living under a rock uh, these uh, past few days or week, um, AEW had a big announcement in in partnership with TNT at the did, TNT did really upfront. Big announcement. Well, I want to say I want to officially say that this was a big announcement because they were at the upfront. TNT already has a big announcement. I mean, they rented out the garden for for Christ's sake. So. Okay. I, I want to say that let, their fall say, preview, their fall lineup announcement is a big announcement in TV. Let, no, let, let us get one thing straight. Yes. They didn't rent out anything. 
this happens every single year. Every network is there. All of the media ad buyers and advertisers are there. And every network has designated slots where they can present their primetime lineups, their daytime lineups, their sports lineups, and whatever else they want. And they get a particular slot to be there. So AEW being there was no big deal. The only reason it's any big deal is because they were largely ignored uh, a couple of years ago or last year when when it was in LA. Um, now, I'm sure the, the event vendors do sub, you know, make all of the networks pay a certain amount to be there to, to that they actually do pay it out, but it's part of what they do annually to sell ads and to let buyers know what, what they're, you know, what they're buying into. Um, right. So, but the announcement was no announcement. I mean, all, all they really confirmed was that Collision is going to be on Saturday nights at eight o'clock. Supposedly, it's going to be live every week, which means they're going to have to be doing live house shows, basically, or you know, live arena events on Saturdays, which was something that was pretty rare before, usually just for pay-per-views. Um, and we didn't get the, we didn't get any information about what Wade Keller reported or opined now it's opined on before it was reported on five years 1.24 billion dollars then dave Meltzer also opining that definitely not reporting that that was uh, correct and a whole bunch of other people reporting that, that that was you know good as gold that hbo max streaming was definitely part of it that the ple's were going to be part of hbo max the only thing that's going to be on HBO Max is All Access, and it's not clear to me whether that's its exclusive home or if it's also also going to air on HBO Max or Max, rather, just like pretty much every NBC show airs on Peacock and just like every you know uh, HBO show currently airs on HBO Max and, and most of the Discovery shows on, on Discovery and most of the Paramount shows on Paramount Plus, because that's what streaming is. It's the same shows plus lower performing shows or lower cost shows and plus some premium things to attract, uh, you know, uh, subscribers. Um, but we didn't hear any of that. And for a guy who likes to announce proudly that the cagematch.com had the two highest rated back-to-back episodes or every million dollar gate or every $8 million, you know, worth of sales and every 10,000 increment of tickets sold in all in nobody is questioning the fact that he didn't announce anything about dollars, years, nothing for all we know. Warner Brothers Discovery simply picked up the 2024 option for the same amount of money. Now, here's what I've been told. I've been told five years, $250 million total, not 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 per year, five years, $250 million total, which is $50 million a year, which means about a $6 million raise per year. Um, for, now, Battle of Belts is gone for Rampage and Dynamite. Collision, as what I've been told is Tony Khan is buying that time. That he's he's paying Warner Brothers Discovery for that eight to ten primetime slot on Saturday that nobody wants, and that he's going to have you know be spending a fortune doing Saturday night arena shows, and that it's going to be preempted left and right and and face UFC PLEs, WWE PLEs, uh, Saturday night football, college bowl games. Um, Competition and and being preempted by the same thing they're preempted by now, NBA and NHL, playoffs, baseball, and all sorts of other things, uh, in addition to people generally going out on Saturday nights. So there you go. That's my little speech. 
Thank you for that, Jeff. And, and we're going to get into the specifics of what you've heard from your sources or sauces. Um, but Jeff, I, I, I want to disagree with you just because it makes for a better show. Okay. So I gotcha. So so this is a big announcement. We've got a the third flagship show. Can you have a third flagship since you only have Technically, it's usually just one flagship, but fuck okay. it. It's Tony Khan. You need three flags, you, but sure. You get, you get three different flags. One that looks like a Nitro logo. That's fantastic. People apparently are very uh, smitten with that idea. I don't mm-hmm. understand why. I mean, I'd like Nitro. to disagree with you. I'm completely smitten with it, and, and I totally know why. Oh, yeah, because you like the Nitro girls? What other reason could there possibly be? Oh, there you go. I, and, and, and the Luchadors. I heard it's going to be Jade versus Jade at the next pay-per-view. Oh, the, On the debut match of the de- debut episode of Collision, it's going to be Jade back from 1998 versus Jade Cargill. They're going to call, they're going to call it the forthcoming. Didn't Jade, the Nitro girl, actually marry Nitro, the American gladiator? Possibly. I don't know. I, I don't know. You you think I, I'm, I'm up to date with all the Nitro girls? Should I go to Wikipedia and see where they're well, at? This now? is not up to date. This is 25 year old gossip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. So, yeah. You think so I'm up to date with 25 year old gossip? I, I think that maybe you might remember something that happened like 23 years ago to E-list celebrities. Wasn't wasn't uh, didn't uh, HBK marry one of the uh, Nitro girls? Was it Alba Fire? Yes. Yeah, that that sounds right, right? Yeah, no, it was Al, it was Alma Mater. Oh. <laughs> well, listen, I heard Alma's got a lot of soul, so it does. Um, so it's just a question of degree. So, what is this AW Collision show? We've already got Dynamite, we got Rampage. What is what is this special thing about this Collision show that uh, nobody's watching Rampage already, Jeff? So, who's gonna tune into Collision? Obviously, I know the answer to this, but... Well, you're the one who told me it was a big deal, though. I mean, for one, it's supposed to be a live show. I don't know how often they're going to pull that off, but it's supposed to be live, which is different than Rampage. It's also supposed to be a bit of a brand split. We're hearing different things as to how hard a brand split or how soft a brand split and who absolutely definitely won't be on it and who absolutely definitely will be on it, except when both parties say, what what you talking about? Including CM Punk, who said, what you talking about? And... We were told, reported for days, if not weeks, that all of this was built around CM Punk and CM Punk was going to be all the materials. And he was on the first poster we saw and then he was taken off and CM Punk was not mentioned in any of the materials, not from not from AEW, not from Warner Brothers Discovery, not from any of their subsidiary networks, nothing, nowhere, nowhere, no how. Then we heard that the holdup was Ace Steel, and then we heard that Ace Steel was hired back months ago, uh, but he's being hidden from s- some of the other people because they it might ruffle their feathers, and then he can't be at certain shows, and that's causing problem collision. And then we had CM Punk's calling Brian Alvarez a liar again, which is awesome. Um, I don't know. I mean, we always say there's no wrestling journalists, and people often say, like, laugh at me, saying, you don't have any sources, you don't have any sources. And truth is, I, I have a few sources, but I don't know how reliable they are, and I say so. And then and one we've had on the show, he's been more reliable than that, but, you know, he has sources. It's not like it's not like he's he's a hearsay source. And but on what I re- repeated earlier, 
I did try to double source to the best I could, and I did in fact double source it. But the the second source, not only would take it with a grain of salt, I would take it like with the bottom snowball of the snowman size grain of salt. Um, but that's closer to journalism than what any of these clowns do. They just make shit up constantly. Yeah. Yeah, you were able to get uh, and and not that we'll like share any of that right now because there, we're still like debating internally whether whether it's newsworthy or not because there's just it's there's a lot of speculation and so it looked like it was like an Jeff got like two internal memos or things that looked like internal memos um, and and what I found interesting was like it was from inside AEW and they were referring to. Um, like social media people, not by name, but they were they were referring to uh, some of them as operatives, right? Like in general, like please make sure that you tell the operatives not to call Wembley Stadium sold out, but keep elevating the number every right. chance you get, every week elevated by ten thousand, right? And the names match, and yes, the word operative was a little bit strange, but I guess it depends on what your background is. I mean, the the, the letterhead was AW's general counsel. We've seen her before, general counsel. Uh, we know that she comes from the Jaguars legal department. Um, yeah. But nobody refers to like people like like PR people as operatives. Like that is it the Gestapo? Like what what is going on? <laughs> for, for, I, I mean, I think that you're right to question it, and it's a strange word, but. A, it depends where she was educated. Uh, how you use the word also depends what her background was before this. If she came from the politics world and elections, you do use operatives all the time. I mean that that's what that's what you call basically the unpaid volunteers who go out and like you know do election canvassing and and hit and give you the I voted stickers and put signs on. They call them operatives to make it sound more important than it is. So it's. It, it's not like it's not in some lawyer industry speak. Um, it is not a common word, but also, you know, I, listen, I don't want to assume too much, but if if she's British educated and, and came from British university, they do use fancier words than Americans do for the same kind oh, of thing okay. all the time. I, I like that you've just now compared, <laughs> you've, comp- you've, you've, we've entered the world of tradecraft and and now uh, in into wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, there's also spycraft for use operatives as well. But I mean, <laughs> it's not on. A, but like you know, they say schedule and negotiate, negotiate, and you know, and you know, they, you know, they they say things in funny, fancy ways. Yeah, I, I've watched the Kingsman. I know, I know, yeah. I know. Aluminium. <laughs> yeah. Right. So what the hell is um, that? Yeah, so <laughs> so lot, lot, lots of weird stuff. I mean, I, you, the other odd thing about this announcement is like, I love that they said we're they they got TNT to buy into this um, PR statement, citing a bunch of people that have been wronged or have been off television for such a long time. So the headliners of AEW include Thunder Rosa. Miro and Andrade. Right. Like all of them. Face was replaced with NJF and they put on the most serious. Oh, FTR also. Don't forget FTR. And they put on the most serious of all wrestlers up there next to NJF, Orange Cassidy. Right. And, and, and powerhouse Hobbs. Right. And and the house of black guys. And the house of black guys. Right. Except except for Brody King. (laughs) Right. So, 
I just I I find it funny that you and you also mentioned Andrade said, "Oh, I'm on a show." Oh, who knew? <laughs> like right. it 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 seems to me like this is just like the bone they're throwing to these talent and also possibly to CM Punk. Again, there's rumors that he might be at odds with AEW, might not. I don't believe him. I think that the the you think he's already, working everyone now. I don't think he, well he no, he didn't say anything to the contrary of I'm not with AEW, I'm not on collision. He didn't say any of that. That's true. What he was say, what he was pissed off about was the reports that there is no agreement and he's not gonna be on collision. That's what he was pissed off about. Well, That's what he was also, saying was a lie. Also that the the holdup was there the 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 thorn in the side, the the stick in the craw was a steel. Right. If it if right. it really is. I mean, two things. One, that would mean CM Punk, probably their most valuable asset, um, is the only person who doesn't get every but everything he wants. Because I mean, even I mean, Cameron frickin' Jarrett was on my TV last night. Um, yes, that's right. But, but the other thing is, CM Punk, when with the right people, is a ride or die guy. If these things are true, now CM Punk said they're not true, so you know, I you know we're, we're gonna we're putting giant question marks, but I don't know, you know, the, the, this this whole thing is a this whole promotion from day one has been a fast moving swirling dust devil whirlwind. It's like nothing is ever clear, but everything moves so quickly that nobody has time. And and you know, I, I guess they're from the, the you know the Great Plains states, and little dust devils don't bother them, so it's like eh. It's just Tuesday, you know, so so the fans don't even care. They don't even notice it or they're, you know, purposely not paying attention to it. It's like there's I, I applaud you, Jeff. I think it's very noble of you to to describe AEW in that fashion. Uh, I'm going to sum it up in one word. Um, you can a shit show is what it is. You can add a hyphen in or, or, or split it into two. But Tony Khan runs a shit show and okay. we all know it. it, it it's obvious. And at this point in time, for me, like that—that's what entertains me the most at this point is the comedy that is Tony Khan. And I think we'll get into ratings in a few minutes, but it's starting to show that people are the shine is wearing off. They're they're onto uh, the boy crying about the sky falling, Chicken Little. This is happening, and and people are turning away, and they don't give a shit. And it's a shame, and I want to get into this before we move on from this topic and start reviewing um, this week's Dynamite, is does – what do you think it is about Tony Khan's business? Here you have this upfront, you're, 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 you're co-branding, you've got a, a business synergy with TNT, Warner Brothers Discovery, you're announcing this new show, you're hyping it up. And on the same day, it gets overshadowed by CM Punk in wrestling circles, right? And that's all we care about, right? Because this is a wrestling podcast. Why, why do you think this keeps happening to Tony Khan? Why is it that like, same thing when MJF won the title, the story should have been MJF won and it turns into CM Punk. Right. Or your, or, and when Wardlow won the title, then it turned into MJF. I mean, everyone sort of forgets that, you know, the guy was left TV for three months. Um, why? 
I mean, I think there's a couple of reasons. One, though, is that Tony Khan is a terrible manager. He is too cowardly to say no to anyone, and he's too cowardly to face anyone. Um, I mean, time and time again, we've heard of contracts not being renewed, and the people like, nobody told me. You know, listen, Leva Bates, the librarian, was not a good wrestler, not an interesting, interesting character. You know, maybe she did stuff, you know, to support the company in the back office, but frankly, an intern could do probably the same things. Um, but she has been with them, with them since day one. And if you're not going to renew someone's contract, you should be told. I mean, I, you know, all the people say who curse WWE for releasing people, you know, I'm not going to argue whether it's right or wrong. And then obviously, you know, they, they've done it, it, you know, in some terrible times and then huge numbers and it became a joke, bus flip, et cetera. But at the very least, they gave when they released you, you got 90 days if you were on the main roster and 30 days if you were on, on NXT or on the performance center and you got your full pay during that time. Um, and I think even after that, you would get your commissions and royalties for a, a fairly extended period of time uh, after you were released. So you had 30 to 90 days to figure out your next move and to get full pay at 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 least on the main roster, you know, the highest pay scale in the industry for most wrestlers, you know, now AW, a few of their people are on, are probably there now, um, you know, or maybe, maybe they all are for all I know, but at the time, anyway, um, the other thing is he's like, okay, I've known rich kids like him before. They're smart in some ways, like they're book smart, but they're always trying to please you know, the, the person who, who made them successful, which is their parents. Usually, you know, the Tony Khan is a member of the lucky sperm club. He's worth a billion dollars or so, give or take, who knows, but his father's worth 11 and a half billion dollars, give or take. And most of Tony Khan's worth is based on what his father's given to him, including interest in the Jaguars, interest in the, in the European football team. And, and problem, you know, and my guess is, Every single other cent he has came directly or indirectly from his father. Um, mm-hmm. So he's in the in the daddy issue business, um, and he's also in the pe- – but people like that who come from wealth and entitlement, they also have a strange amount of pridefulness. So however nice he is, he probably would be horribly embarrassed to admit that he's not making money. And if he is, he's got to have a reason for it that he can justify it. Like I invested uh, – 10 figure, you know, or nine, eight figures worth into a video game. Um, not tell you what those, you know, eight figures are, because that could be anywhere from $10 million to $99 million, 999 cents. Um, I, I think I missed uh, 999,000 in there somewhere. Um, and that could be year in, year out. I mean, the game still hasn't come out. I, I understand it's being uploaded on, you know, there's like 17 gigs, which apparently is like, what games were 20 years ago. Anyway, um, I think he's just got that combination of the strange pridefulness where he can't admit failure to anybody or, you know, any weakness, but he's at the same time, he wants to please everybody and, and look like he's a winner. He wants to pretend he's the sports owner, the, the Hollywood, you know, show business, you know, executive in the industry that he loves so much. Um, you know, and, so he could never, you know, so he'll do whatever it takes to keep this going because he knows nobody's looking over his shoulder. There are, you know, the only other investors is dad. And his dad basically said, I'm putting in $33 million. That's it. Yeah. See ya. Right. 
Right. It's 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 a sad show. It's a sad so, show. Same reason we never hear correct numbers on the pay-per-views. I mean, the the what counts for the mainstream wrestling media is only now getting around to telling us that that for the last year when he was telling us the pay-per-views were doing 145,000 buys, which was not good, which was still going down, that now it looks like they're really close to 130, 135,000 buys. Um you know, and that the and, and and we have no idea what the last one is. He hasn't reported any pay per view buys for the last Ring of Honor show. Maybe the last two. Uh, he talks about Honor Club. He only talks. We have about so and so subscribers. Now I said once twelve thousand, then once fifteen thousand. If you believe him, it's gone up three thousand. Well, that's one point eight million dollars uh, a year in in revenue, which is enough for you know probably to pay Samoa Joe and and Cesaro um, or Claudio. Um, I don't believe them. I don't believe that. And that's not including any costs. And we know from the WWE network and every streaming service out there that the costs are enormous in, in keeping these things running. So, and I don't believe his numbers anyway. Right. Jeff, before we get off this topic and, and get into the AW review, last question, is CM Punk coming or not? At the moment? I don't know. I'm not, I don't have a, under surveillance. Are you sure? Can you ask Lily behind you if if uh, the Lily doll? If Do you still have the psychic rapport with AJ Lee? No, it's gone. Oh, that's um, oh, she's not. Is he coming back? <laughs> I'm not sure if he's having more fun doing this. I, I I don't know what his financial circumstances are. I, people I know think he has millions of dollars, but I've known plenty of people who people thought had millions of dollars and it turns out that they really don't um, or that they've spent it. Or they, I mean, he had I, to pay, what's his name? Uh, mon- legal bills too, right? What's his name? Uh, his oh, Colt Cabana, they settled something. I, I tend to think that CM Bong is probably comfortable, um, but I do I do think he's coming back. Whether or not they get it squared away so that he can come back at Chicago June 17th. Yeah, I mean, we'll get another data point next week because this announcement was leading to another big announcement for this coming episode of Dynamite, which is the when and where uh, that we're a C collision, though it was already announced that they're returning to Chicago to the United Center June 17th. So I guess if... They don't have CM Punk. They'll have changed the date and or the venue because you can't go to Chicago without CM Punk with everyone there expecting CM Punk Um, because they'll just be chanting CM Punk all night unless you surprise people and then you say he's not there, but then he shows up. But that would be a a sort of a dopey way to, I don't know, maybe maybe that would be clever. I don't know. Anyway, I think yes. I I, th- I think he loves the spotlight too much, and this is this is he's still under what another five years of his contract, so he can't go anywhere else. So I think he loves the spotlight and the attention too much not to go there. How long does it take before it blows back up? <laughs> Probably a fairly short amount of time. I I hate to say this because you know I I there's a lot of things I hate of it about AEW. Moxley is at the top of the list. Tony Khan is up there. But I got to give give this man credit. Tony Khan gets a lot of credit. He's I'm I want to call him a genius. Because he's found a way to dupe all these AEW fans, these suckers into buying the retread of the thing that they've already seen. Mm-hmm. They've titled this show The Second Coming. It's building up. Everything's falling into place. 
setting up to be the same thing that they did two years ago when they debuted him in Chicago. And the place is going to be madness. And the intro is going to be madness. And everybody's going to be, this is, oh, it's amazing. They're going to have ice cream bars again. Remember, that was a thing. Ice cream bars. They're going to have ice cream bars. We've seen it already, Jeff. And Tony Khan has found a way to hype up something that we've already seen and sell it, package it up and sell it to at least the Chicago fan base and CM Punk fans. But I don't think like true i think there's what you we've been seeing is aw fans the hardcore fans are 750 to 850 strong at this point in time cm punk elevates them we've seen probably another 250,000 and we're going to see it again and but I, I, I'm, I'm just baffled at the fact that he's, he's, it's like a magic trick. You've, you've seen the magic trick and yet people are like, I need to see it again. It's true. I mean, that's sort of wrestling. We've seen every match before we've seen every angle before we've seen pretty much every story before. So, I mean, this is not surprising, but people love CM Punk. I don't get it. I was never a CM Punk guy. I guess his biggest years was sort of when I was not really following wrestling. I was sort of on a hiatus. So, you know, I guess mm-hmm. that explains some of it, but like, I don't know what the big deal is. I saw him, I said, just not a small guy. Um, yeah, you could talk. But you, you've, you've always been like a fan of ROH, especially since when they started kind of doing those local shows by you in, in the, the Baltimore area. Yeah, but it was more, it, it was probably the 2010s, not the 2000s. His time there was mm. like the 2000s. Like when I was watching ROH in the 2000s, it's just when it was on late at night and there was nothing else on. And swear to God, the only people I remember from there is Jim Cornette and uh, Davey, Davey Richards. I, I, to me, everyone associates ROH with Samoa Joe and then all these other people. And I, you know, I remember Jimmy Jacobs and I remember Carino and I remember Samoa Joe, but I don't remember Tyler Black being there. I don't remember CM Punk. Um, I, I, but I remember Davey fucking Richards. <laughs> like he was on all the time. Who doesn't? Yeah. So let's get into this AEW review. Jeff, you still watch AEW. I watch it um, with a side eye. Um, and, you know, they're obviously leading up to double or nothing. I don't really talk to much AEW fans. Um, most of my friends um, watch um, WWE. That's how I like it. I like to keep, uh, you know, my circle tight with um, well-informed people. That's tight. And it's tight. And so, Jeff, what is going on? What is this build? I feel like there's no build to double or nothing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I'm in the wrong box. There's some build to some things. There's no build to other things. And there's also a lot of presumptions about matches that are going to happen that haven't been announced yet. Um, and I'm not talking about like the three or four matches that Tony Khan's going to announce the, the day before that, you know, are going to be low card pre-show matches that, you know, nobody really cares about. He always puts on a couple of exhibition matches also. Um, I mean, there's a large presumption that there'll be Chris Jericho and Adam Cole in some sort of a match. Uh, there, there's, 
a presumption there'll be something involving Ricky Starks and Jay White, whether it's Ricky Starks against Jay White and Juice Robinson and Ricky Starks has a mystery partner. Um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that the whole world is, is, you know, you know, guessing that there'll be surprises in that casino battle Royal, you know, is, is Kota Ibushi going to show up, you know, the, for the golden lovers and things like that. So, but I mean, there's been build for the elite BCC story. There's been build for the four pillars, but nobody really seems to care. I shouldn't say nobody, but only the most diehard AEW fans seem to care. Like people are not, if anything, it's it's exposed just how terrible Jungle Boy is and really how unlikable Sammy Guevara is. Darby's held his own, but... You know, MJF sort of been exposed as only, you know, being as big a star as the people around him. Um, it's been sort of a, you know, a weirdo story and it, um, it, it hasn't been great. The Christian Cage Wardlow thing is sort of out of nowhere. Um, you know, but there's been some. Listen, if this was a WWPLE where there was 30 days in between them, the bill would be fine. Um, but. This they they have several months to build all these pay per views and it's not fun. It's Jamie Hader against Tony Storm, which you know could have been built if you want to ignore the fact that it's Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, sometimes Sheeta, sometimes this one, sometimes Willow, sometimes Sky Blue, you know, a whole bunch of other people against the Outcasts. I mean, it, it, the three on three seems like more of the match. I mean, Riho was involved for a bit. I mean, it's been all over the place. Um, so. That one on one, it's been overshadowed, much like most of Jamie Hader's um, title reign. So, a lot of stuff has sort of been eclipsed. I mean, the Sammy Guevara's turned face, but nobody's even really sure. Nobody's sure if he's in the JS anymore. They don't call Anna JAS, Anna JAS anymore. It's just back to Anna J. So, is, is she a face now? I mean, the whole thing about Sammy not wanting to be a sidekick, it would have been more meaningful if he actually turned on Jericho and if Jericho was involved in this in, in some way. But they committed to the four pillars and then I think decided on the Adam Cole's first feud will be with Jericho. And that has sort of been throwing that up against the wall. And those two things don't exist together if you want to make Sammy Guevara face that, which is a stupid idea anyway, but but they did it. Um, I I don't know. I, the, the build's been weird. It's been some of it's been slapdash. There's been a couple of top stories that have been a, a decent build, but for the most part, it hasn't been great. And some of it's, I mean, you can say that Cole and Jericho has been built, but hasn't been built well. Has, you know, has Christian Cage and Wardlow really been built well? So I, I would say no. And I, I mean, Dynamite's been very uninspired as far as I'm concerned. Last night, at least most of the booking made sense, but I'm not invested in most of the people that they're pushing. So it almost didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like that, Jeff. It sounds like when I look at the results, it sounds like that. When I hear people talking about it, it sounds like that. This four pillars match sounds exactly like you. My impression was exactly how you described it. I get the sense that they're, you've got the one mega heel, MJF, as champion. And you've got at least two established baby faces in Jungle Boy and Darby. Darby, obviously a stronger face than Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy, if, if I can, uh, you know, um, get off topic for a minute. 
Jungle Boy's been getting a lot of real life heat lately. Like in the last week or so, he's been, I guess, doing some some signings in England, and and there's been a lot of reports that he's been a dick to those fans, and and I heard that, and and he's he's shitting on the business, and and he also he, doesn't he, take advice. Yeah, he he totally trashed um, Billy Gunn about oh you know Billy Gunn should mind his business or not talk to me. I don't listen to old people. Like, what the fuck is up with this guy? Like, what what happened? I know who who hurt him. Yeah, right. He's like, twenty five. Going- all he's gotten is like every career advantage. You know, just from just from knowing the right people, from being part of the the, the receipt douches. Right. It, it's it's just a weird, weird. By the way, set. I just made this up. The receipt douches. It's like the receipt douches. <laughs> yeah, I know. Very good. Nice okay, job. Thanks. Okay, okay. Right, good. Good. That's that's not. I, I, that's too much. It's really overwhelming. Sammy, <laughs> Sammy Guevara. So going back to the four pillars thing. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara was a heel. Now he's not a heel, like you said. It's like Jeff, a little show. I I don't understand what what is going on, and I, I think it's. It's leading up to somebody's going to turn on somebody and somebody's going to be in the pocket of MJF. The question is who? Right. I think the obvious choice is Sammy because he's been a heel before. But I think the one that's going to surprise everybody is Jungle Boy. I think right. ju- they're going to lean into him being this the, 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 the real life news that he's a douchebag and they're going to turn him heel. Right. And then in true AEW fashion, they'll probably continue to bury Wardlow by having Christian win the TNT title, turn Christian face for no apparent reason, and Jungle Boy win the TNT title from Christian so that they can finally have that feud, just reverse the the roles. So Jungle Boy does get that goal, but as a heel with his new mentor, MJF, who's a year older than him or whatever. Um, (laughs) Right, right. But yeah, I I, I think that you're exactly right, because Sammy Guevara is too obvious. And Darby, they can't do that because he's got to retire Sting and he's not going to retire. I mean, I guess he could retire Sting as a heel, but you don't get to retire Sting. So he's got to stay face. So either Sting needs to turn heel or it's got to be one of those we respect and love each other kind of things. And I I would think that it's going to be more like the Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair match where it's a I'm sorry, but I love you kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a it's it's a weird match, but I think. that's the way to go. I mean, you you it, you can't you know there's got to be some sort of fuckery in the match. Mm-hmm. You're not going to pin MJF clean. He's not dropping the title. Right. So somebody's going to have to eat this pin and I see Sammy eating the pin because of the swerve. And I could be him. I could see him turning into Hollywood Jack Perry and he doesn't even need to cut his hair that much or even at all. He could just slick it back and put it into a pretentious ponytail or something. And I could see him, you know, wearing suits and ascots or whatever. Him him and MJF walk into matching suits and with with Burberry ascots and pocket squares. You know, they they tried to do that with Tommy Rich back in the day and people might remember uh, when they turned Ricky Morton heel, he was Richard Morton. I think they even tried it yeah. with uh, Bobby Eaton, where they tried to put him with terrorizing and they were like French noblemen. I mean, it rarely works. But, you know, if he is a douchebag in real life, I mean, that's fine. And have Anna Jay on his arm. It's it's, you know, you know, it, it's worth a try. And maybe that's why they got Anna Jay away from a J.A.S. because, you know, hey, just feed into it. Right. Right. Um, 
I mean, her her feud with Julia Hart is abysmal. Right. I mean, Julia Hart, I used to think like Julia Hart was a really, really good wrestler. And then like, I don't know, I, I guess she wasn't getting enough reps. Like, I don't know. She's, she's, looks sloppy. Sloppy. she's not a good wrestler. She's she's a kid. First of all, she's still only 21. But yeah, she wasn't getting any reps. But, you know, no. I, I, oh, I mean, no, not Julia Hart. I'm thinking of Penelope Ford. That's oh, OK. Yeah, no, she's OK. She's 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 just adequate. But, yeah, no, Ju- Julia Hart, I mean. She shouldn't be having television matches. I mean, that's what Dark and Dark Elevation should have been or Ring of Honor should have been. That's where she should have been doing. She's she's fine as the valet for House of Black. I know not everyone likes her in that, but uh, I mean, it's it's relatively harmless and she occasionally spits the mess. So that's fine. Um, But yeah, no, she's not good. And she's almost got killed a few times. Yep. Let's talk about this international title. Is that what it's called? Not the IC title, the international, the IN title. Yeah, it's called the just international. No, no fancy. You know, abbreviations are not like damage control. CTRL. So it's so, ridi- so, it's so ridiculous. They should call it something else. I-N-T-O-H-V-L. Um, they should call it the operative title. Oh, good idea. Thank you. Well, then I'm 19 trade people would that. come into it instead of 20 going into the battle royale. <laughs> let's let's trademark it before uh, Tony Khan and Mega do. Um. Orange Cassidy is the international champion mm-hmm. and you know, they've been saying that this guy, this is the workhorse champion. He's out there every start of dynamite and he's the ratings grabber. He's the guy, everybody loves him, but he's getting tired. He's He's, he's fought week after week after week. Um, not like they do house shows, but you know, Orange well, Cassidy one, you know, the last house show, how well it did 884 tickets. Oh, oh, that's so sad. How many do you think Tony Khan bought? <laughs> um, so it, it, they're telling, they're building the story that Orange Cassidy is going to lose this title. Less He's, than one. He, he is, <laughs> he is going to defend the international title at Double or Nothing in a twenty-one man battle royal. Um, or. 22 if you're including Orange Cassidy? I don't fucking know. I think, no. It sounds... Renee said that, that when Orange Cassidy put out an open challenge to go to Tony Khan's office, 20 people went to Tony Khan's office. She didn't identify any of them, though we know Kyle Fletcher from Aussie Open, who's a tag team wrestler, put out a challenge and they gave him a TV match where he beat someone they had under contract for reasons. Uh, but I guess people figured out smartly that nobody gives a damn about Kyle Fletcher, so good on them for adjusting. Um, I'm assuming he's one of the 20. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't assume, but yeah, I don't know who any of the other 20 are, but that's, that's a pretty good way to get everyone on the pay-per-view, right? I think it would be very good uh, radio for us to, you know, dissect who would be the 21 if people actually gave a shit, but let's be real. The way that Tony Khan manages, he probably finds 20 random people backstage and go, Go out there. Go, 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 go. So, I mean, I think it could be anybody that's. I I think there might be two surprises, and and I don't know how surprising they are. Well, there could be three if if you want to know. I mean, but I would say that in the Tony Khan wheelhouse, Tamatanga, who's a free agent, is a pretty good is a pretty good likelihood for a surprise. And the other one, I think Kota Ibushi probably is the is the wild card or the I, joke or whatever. I think you're giving them too much credit. They're gonna. Why is gonna so be exactly like what Finn. Tony Khan would think that people would jizz over, and that most people in the world would be like, "Who?" 
I think I think they're going to line up Fandango. They're going to line up Fandango. And uh, who's the other guy that was oh, with Fandango? They got a million guys Tyler in the locker room. They just, they just signed Samurai Del Sol by Kalisto. I mean, like they need another no-name luchador. Uh, oh, there you go. He, they're going to sign him. Right. Oh, Kalisto got signed to AEW? Oh, then Sasha Banks is on her way. Because, you know, the King without Girl, a doubt, wherever he goes. will be in there. You know, they've, they've got enough people sitting around doing nothing. But, you know. Ryback just got his name back. WWE C, did they stop battling him for it? So, you know, Ryback, or maybe it just expired and they let it lapse. So, you know, Ryback could be there. Goldberg is a, is a free agent. He's, he's Goldberg is not joining a 21-man battle royal for the international title. Goldberg will go wherever they pay him. Nah, I don't think so. I think he's too big of a diva. I don't think he he'd rather stay home than than join a 21 man battle royal. I think he would do it just for the attention and just to say, fuck you, WWE, because you didn't give me what I want. That would be his, his passive way, aggressive way of doing it. But no, I don't I don't think it'll actually be Goldberg either. No, I think I think it's exactly what I said. I think Kota Ibushi will be the 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 casino, whatever they call the the Joker, you know, the number 21. And that'll be the big surprise. All right. Um, anything else to cover here? Anything? Um, no, I, I mean, they haven't announced the participants of the match. They haven't announced, you know, they've, they've probably announced half the card. Who do you, who do you think is a favorite though? Who do you think is going to be the new international champion? I mean, by now you've got to figure out who it, who it's going to be. No. How can Karen you? You don't know who's in it. I mean, I, I, if, if it is, I would say Kota Ibushi. If he's if he comes, whatever New Japan person Tony Khan can sign, that that's who I would think it'd be. The a dark horse maybe Pack gets the title back again and comes back from whatever exile he's been in. Mm, what about Big Bill? Big, Big Bill's not even under contract. He's just on the per appearance. So I'm going to go with no. Oh, I just like saying Big Bill. They couldn't find another name for Big Bill. <laughs> They haven't invested a whole lot in him. Um, you know, maybe Ethan Page. You know, he seems to he's he seems to be someone that they like, but they never really have anything to do with him. But no, I don't think so. I, I think it is is who's who's coming up next? Uh Fat Frank? There's no Rotund Ronnie? There's no next. That's the thing. It's it's, it's who's coming next <laughs> from outside. That's the thing with the AEW. If you're there long enough, unless you're in, you know, the the favored click, it's like you sort of are forever, you know, below. Because there's so many new people coming in that are the flavor of the month, and then there's the perennial flavors. You remember when Vince McMahon? Um, what did what did he change this kid's name to? The the, the he was a football player. Who's it? No, not Hornswoggle. No, it wasn't Hornswoggle. The other guy. He got paralyzed. Oh, Draws. Draws. What, what was his name before? Wasn't he like puke? Like you're gonna be puke. Well, that's because he did puke. He used to puke before. Right. I don't remember. So, so remember when like everybody was like, oh, you know, Vince is horrible of giving these names. And like there's video of him going, you're puke. <laughs> what, where's a video of Tony Khan going, you're a big, you're a big guy. I think you should, should be called Big Bill. Yeah, let's call you Big Bill. And I'm going to call you Little, Little uh Lothario. Yeah. I, I think that QT Marshall came up with Big Bill. That 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 has that has knowing deep knowledge of the inner workings of the professional wrestling business written all over that name. Oh my god. 
Um, oh, you he, said Jericho and Adam Dustin Cole. Rhodes probably against uh, Swerve and Brian Cage. That'll probably be make it sway to the card. Oh, that'll put butts in the seats. Right. Um, what what is another match that people are interested in? Jericho versus Adam Cole. Not announced yet, but yeah. it's got to be on the card. Who do you think is going to win that match? Adam Cole, right? Well, he should. Can't have this man come back and 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 take a fucking L to this guy. Except that. Roderick Strong just beat Jericho on TV in a false count anywhere match. And they tricked him outside because Adam Cole's not allowed in the buildings because Chris Jericho's afraid because it's wrestling and Chris Jericho's afraid and whatever. Uh, yeah, Adam Cole should win, but, you know, we'll have to see what the stipulation of the match is. I mean, you know, this, this seems like something where the, the heels go over because Jericho's got all of his goons and, you know, you know Kyle O'Reilly makes his return or something. Oh, I mean, I don't know how what his injury status is. I know he, I know his injury was pretty bad, but it, at, by the, at the same time, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, Jade versus Ty Valkyrie for the uh, women's uh, TNT Championship. I did not know this was on the card. I honestly thought that- I I found it on uh, the Wikipedia page, so I just threw it in there. I don't know. I don't. I don't see any X bigger promotion person winning a title anytime soon from uh, a AEW person due to all the criticism, but it would probably be a good time to take that title off of Jade Cargill. Though I, I will say Taya hasn't looked so great. You know, Jade Cargill was um, front and center at these upfronts on she the, AEW as she should be without a doubt she's phenomenal um, uh, definitely an attraction so Jade um, you know they showed oh AEW TNT there's a picture of Jade right holding the TNT championship yep um, well she's got the TBS championship right TBS TNT I mean they should call it the uh, Listen, what's it called I'm, the, I'm, uh, a, I'm a freakazoid I'm an AEW freakazoid yeah Okay, all right there, Scott Steiner. Right. We know you're a freak. Not that kind of freak. Um, so, yes, yeah, so Jade is the champ. She's been booked rather strongly, despite what she looks like in the ring sometimes with, uh, you know, how green she is. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is... Ty, like you just said Ty is not looking that good. Like, who should be the person that takes this title from her? Mercedes Monet. There you go. And, and Kalisto's there, wherever Kalisto is. Listen, Kalisto is a fucking home wrecker, right? I'm going to say it out here. Wow. Like, she's hanging out with Kalisto. Kalisto leaves WWE, and, and, and they start this uh, Canela, Candela uh, cannabis business. Good for them. Entrepreneurs. I applaud them. But uh, since she's hanging out with this guy, the, the wedding ring comes off. She moves to Japan, leaves WWE. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't like it. New industry that's gotten oversaturated quicker than than cannabis. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in the cannabis industry. I don't. I don't know. But are you saying that it's oversaturated because a guy like Kalisto can can start a company? Yeah, probably. I mean, everyone's in the business. It's like all over the place. There, there can't possibly be that many people who are making money selling the stuff at this point. I heard the Solomonster is about to start one. (laughs) No, he's not. Imagine that shit. Starts. <laughs> he 
you start selling UPR is going to start selling cannabis. It's UPR cannabis. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> all right, did, Jade. Did, did their church allow them to do that? Yeah, the church, the Church of Latter Day Saints. Okay. Latter Day Smoke. Um, let me see. Last, I think there's a bunch of small Are things here. Are they with one match middle? You may. <laughs> Bro, oh, wasn't he almost about to get fired because like some dick pics got released? I think he's perpetually almost about to get fired. Because <laughs> you're, probably, you're probably right. So somebody told me, oh, Jeff, chill out. Those are the old dick pics. I'm like, that doesn't make it better. <laughs> <laughs> like when when was there a time that like people start you know if you're a quasi celebrity then you send out dick pics? Who, who sends out dick pics anyway? I like that. That that did, did you at least question the person that said this? So you go, how do you know that they're old dick pics? Have you seen the old ones and you're like you're just clamoring for new ones that you're like. That's old news. Jeff. I, did, I did not question the person, and I'm sure that they have seen the the, the old ones. And I'm sure that they you know have things for literally for historical purposes for the you know this kind of wrestling controversy kind of thing. Oh my god, that's hilarious! I, I, I have no doubt that they chronicle wrestling controversies, big and small. Um, let's see. Where else do I want to talk? So yeah, Jade Blackpool Blackpool Combat Club versus the Elite. Let's talk about this build. Last couple of weeks, we missed this last week with the um the screwdriver to the head. Um, Don Callis turns on it. Kenny Omega. Some people said it was coming. It was. They see it coming. That again, we've talked about it ad nauseum. A lot of people love AEW because they just see the writing on the wall. It's so fucking obvious. I can't stand AEW for the exact same reason. Um, Jeff, uh, Blackpool Combat Club needs to teach the elite a lesson. They're trying to make them better. That's the underlying theme here. Why did Don Callis turn on on Omega? Um, I guess because Omega has been too flighty and hasn't been loyal to Don Callis. I, I don't really know. I mean, I heard what he said, but that's basically, he's like, Kenny, you were never successful except when you were with, with, with me in Japan, you know, in AEW, in Impact or what? Yeah, I don't know if he said Impact or not, but I mean, it's sort of true when he's with him, he has titles when he's not around, you know, not, not so much um, hanging out with the elite. Um here, okay. Here's where I'm about to probably give AEW too much credit because we know that they start storylines and they just drop them. But they were making sort of a big deal for a little bit about Don Callis trying to recruit Takeshita. I think that you're right. The BCC win. It's no disqualification. I think that Takeshita comes in looking like he's going to help the elite, but betrays them. And this also fits into my Kota Ibushi coming. And then Kota Ibushi comes in to rescue the elite. But I do think the BCC win this match through hijinks evil because AW, I mean, first of all, this is like really only the first, maybe second match in this feud. Although the, the, there's been plenty of beatings and bad blood and whatever. And if you, you know, and you really can't count the Moxley Adam Page stuff before that because it wasn't, he wasn't back with the elite, meaning Adam Page. I patch Adam Page now. Um, Captain, uh, who's, who's someone with the eye patch? Nick Fury, Adam Page. Pirate has Nick an Fury. Eye patch. Captain Ahab. Yeah, no, Captain Ahab didn't have an eye patch. He had a peg leg. 
Oh, was it Long John Silver? Did he have an eye patch? Anyway, it doesn't matter. He Long also John had a Silver. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to shut up that. That one congressman from Captain, uh, Arizona. Captain Feather from Sword. Mexico. Yeah. Right. Captain Feather Sword. That, that's probably who it is. Anyway, so yeah, Kota Ibushi. But yeah, but there probably will be at least one more match with in this war, to, you know, to take it. I mean, people forget. I don't know if people forget or not, but there's, we've got Forbidden Door 2 in June. We have all in coming up what is it labor day and the week after all in is all out so we have basically four pay-per-view events within what a three and a half month span plus yeah desperately trying to keep ratings going and and a new show so i don't think any feuds are really going to end here i think they're all just going to keep on going and going and going <laughs> excuse me jeff is aw missing um missing the boat here like blackpool combat club were faces and they just turned heel Mm -hmm. to i guess pivot to this angle Mm -hmm. the elite for the longest time have been heel um some might argue that they were tweeners right because they were cool heels you could say now they're faces you could say the same thing about Blackpool Combat Club. But the funny thing is the Blackpool Combat Club took this role basically to play the on-screen role of punk, you know, after Scrum. Right. So that's what I want to get to, right, is in if you know that the storyline that is – in the on the radar of every wrestling fan and the majority of the smart marks that watch AEW and love AEW, if you know that CM Punk is coming and Wembley, you're hoping, fingers crossed, that CM Punk versus Omega is 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 gonna be on the card. Why would you move to have Blackpool Combat Club as the heels and the elite as the faces? Why not just leave the elite as heels? I think they're missing the boat here. I think the elite should have stayed heels because now you're flip-flopping. If 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 they do get to CM Punk versus Omega, now that you got to flip Omega one more time, right? Because you're not going to have CM Punk as the heel. He's the one that's over. Well, you could try. Um you know, I, I think I think the plan was to maybe do Omega against NJF next. Um, but you're right with with CM Punk. I I think they're. I mean, that would be the money match. But if what we're what we've been hearing and what's been I'm doing this in air quotes, and I know that doesn't work on a podcast. Reported, CM Punk and the Elite will not be mixing and mingling. The, 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 these are the factions that not surprisingly can't get along and, do, and won't work together, won't do business together. So, you know, that would throw a big monkey wrench in, in that one. And I know that Chris Jericho, of course, off, offered himself as CM Punk's first feud, and that apparently was not met with enthusiasm. Then again, it's the same air quotes reporting that we've heard before. So who who knows with, with this company? I, I have no idea. Uh, I honestly don't have any idea. And, you know, it doesn't matter because – the people, the the fans that they're catering catering to, even though it's a ever diminishing number, they're still very loud and very you know either defensive or overcompensating, or they're truly infatuated and love their product and devoted. But they won't care. You turn them heel, turn them face. You know, merry go round. Uh, you know, everyone's the big show. It doesn't matter. So, <laughs> so they, they they won't give two dams about that. 
That's a good point. You bring up a good point. You've schooled me yet again. Um, anything else that we missed from this week's episode of Dynamite? Dynamite. Not really. I mean, stuff happened, but I mean, it was it, it's just to set up things that we already know. I mean, Wardlow. I mean, you had the typical thing where the faces demanding stipulations or suggesting stipulations which make no sense for the faces. I mean, Wardlow challenging Christian Cage to a title match for in a ladder match just because Christian uses ladders. Well, that's Christian's strength and not his strength. So why would he do that? He, you know, and this is their first match. I mean, so a ladder match would be a blow off, but you know, that doesn't matter. Orange Cassidy with this, with this 21 person battle Royal, that's idiotic as a, as a champion. Um, you know, but of course his whole thing is, I don't care. Uh, the only one that makes a little sense storyline is or a little bit more than a little sense is the elite of you know doing anarchy in the arena one they've been in it before two it's you know it's a blood feud so you know it, it it's okay if they're mad enough to to do it but you know normally it would be the heels that would ask for a match like that or it would take a little bit more but that one i'll give it a pass because they're they're having a lot of beatings and a lot of bloodletting and a betrayal or two so okay sounds like i didn't miss anything you miss Karen Jarrett. Oh, and and oh, please, Karen. There were two nutshots, and there, there there was a, a nutshot in in the opening segment, and in the and then the second match. So every time I every time I watch uh, AEW, it's a nutshot, back to back nutshots. Um, any other news related to AEW that we need to cover before we move on to our WWE review? No, when everybody's we, waiting, we don't for have it. any news. That's that's the news. I mean, is that there's been a whole lot of smoke, a whole lot of mirrors, and and it looks like maybe there's not a fire. I'll I'll just stick to what I've always said that the Tony Khan, whenever there's even the slightest thing he could spin positively, he announces and sings it loud and sings it proud. And if there was anything to sing about with this contract, he would have already sung it. You know, at some point in the, in a few months, when Warner Brothers Discovery issues their annual shareholders report, you know, they, you know, someone will dig it out and figure out what it is. Um, you know. Oh, I got a, I got something for you, Jeff. Yeah, we haven't seen ROH nor hide nor hair of of this ROH. Right. Um, it's supposed to be back on um, what is it? Battle Club, Honor Club. It's on Honor Club. Yeah, you have to subscribe to Honor Club. You have to subscribe, but yeah, oh, by the way, you know the only it. place that reported that that AW wasn't going to be on HBO's Max streaming or any streaming, us. Oh, who's that? Us. Oh, who's us? That's now right. I did hear one. I did hear that All In might make it to Max. Listen, because we don't even we'll know see. if it's a PLE yet or a pay per view. I mean, nothing. We don't. <laughs> I mean, you'd think that they try to get that set up. If they if they've got sixty thousand seats sold or seventy thousand seats sold, I'm I'm sorry. Even if Tony bought twenty thousand of them, PLEs are a WWE thing. Um, they're premium live events. As we'll we'll get into the Puerto Rico show because that show was amazing. You're you you feel like you missed out when you're not there. It reminds me of very much like old school WWE nineteen nineties. Um, WWE or even ECW shows. Um, but this doesn't feel like I, I'm missing anything if I don't go to Double or Nothing. Maybe the Wembley show, maybe. maybe but uh, I don't, I can't say. I, I, it, it doesn't seem like a premium live event. It seems like a pay-per-view, like 
I have to pay to watch it. Well, Although somebody should be paying do, to watch but, it. But, I, but I, I agree that, I mean, these matches are fairly predictable. And even if they're not predictable, it's going to be for a cheap pop. Like, you know, but like a cheap internal pop, like you bring in a Kota Ibushi or a Tama Tonga that like, you know, a, you know, a tenth, a tenth of the people there will know who they are. And everyone else will pretend like a half hour later that, oh, Tama Tonga, I love the Gorillas of Destiny. Whoa. Yeah. Jeff, I, I, I'm looking here at WrestlingInc.com. I like to get um, some news from from this site because I feel it's rather reputable. Um, Do you know? Here they say that Tony Khan has announced that Katsuyori Shibata, uh-huh. um, his what will be his next Ring of Honor pure title defense? Why is there no Ring of Honor matches uh, on this Double or Nothing? card or can we expect any or is that also yeah like there's i know collision is a brand split but is ring of honor now fully brand split from aw is oh, that no. not- ne- next week uh, on dynamite i believe uh, we're getting the ring of honor tag team champions the lucha brothers versus uh claudio castagnoli and wheela utah um on aew television so i cannot tell you that there's not going to be a ring of honor title uh, or match on the pay-per-view i assume that there will be at least one and you know shibata being on there is probably a big deal to someone like tony Gon. so why not i mean shibata had a broken head and he's got like a steel plate. He's got like a hole in his skull. Um, and no Japanese promotion would clear him to wrestle. But Tony Khan did. So, hey, there you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that is our AEW uh, review. Tony Khan, you want to talk about the ratings right now for AEW? Or you want to leave that for the end of the show? Eh, we'll do it now. Why not? All right. So uh, two weeks ago when they had the cage match, which, by the way, um, I'm mentioning it because that episode, the cage match with Moxley and, and Omega, did it retain the audience. It actually was the highest quarters, which is usually the exact opposite of what happens. The end of the show is usually where they do a nose jive. Um, but that was a, a cage match. And they did 877, which was up 101,000 from the week before, which, as you can do tell from math, was in the sevens. This week went back down to 814,000, a loss of 63,000. Um, Rampage the last two weeks, um, two weeks ago, Yes, it was it was preempted, but it was also the Hardy compound deletion match. Uh, did two hundred and ninety four thousand, which was four thousand less than the week before, which was two ninety eight, which was in the same preempted slot. And then this past week, which was moved around again to I think Saturday at ten thirty or something like that or ten, um, it did two hundred and eighty four thousand, so it dropped another ten thousand. Um, really makes you wonder why. Warner Brothers Discovery would pay for another AEW show. And if my information is correct, they're not. They're, sell- they're selling the time, which, is, by the way, is not unusual. I had a guest on Garden Views just a couple of episodes ago who explained that in the early days of, I think, the revamped Power Rangers, that Saban or, or whoever the, the toy company is, they paid for the, the TV show to be on for a couple seasons uh, just because they were in the they were investing in, in toy sales and years and years and years later, they're still making movies and selling toys and that investment paid off very well, but that it's not unusual, especially in industries where there's a lot of merchandise for um, someone that's invested like that to actually pay for the television time. Um, 
Anyway, so th- th- those are the AW reigns because, I mean, Dark and Dark Elevation are, are done. So the only episodes are from three weeks ago. So I didn't even figure feel like bothering though i i saw the most recent elevation was up to 155,000 viewers so which is pretty pitiful in most circumstances i agree i agree very very pitiful but hey listen cage match has uh rated the last two dynamites the best ever out of the 189 episodes of dynamite these two last episodes were the best right did you do you feel after watching them that they were the best of the best no i did not i mean last week i thought it was pretty piss poor um actually three weeks ago i really dis- disliked um this past week i have to be honest i liberally fast forwarded i i'm just not invested in it but when i saw the booking at least it made sense but like i said i'm not interested in in any of the people really not interested in three out of the four pillars certainly not two out of them i'm not interested in roderick strong against chris jericho i'm not interested in adam cole i mean it's you know i when when the opening segment you know i I, i've got when Jeff Jarrett and Karen, Karen Jarrett come in are the highlight of the show, I know I'm in trouble. Then the opening matches, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, who are going to beat Big Bill. I don't care about Lee Moriarty, but, you know, Big Bill, seven footer. Um, you, know, I, 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 you know, I'm inclined to be, you know, all set at that point. Yep. Kate, you know, Kate, I'm, I'm on this cage match uh, website right now. This is, uh, I feel like I'm at back in the 90s. Like, this, this fucking user experience is horrible. Wow, you're running this fucking show. Listen to you. So, so forward thinking, so tech forward. Um, I think, I know, I'm going to start using the word operatives too. Yeah, I think they got like, I think they get like two to 400 votes. So, you know, it's, it, it really is. I mean, Tony must have already knew what the ratings were going to be. So he wanted to get something positive out there. Who can find this fucking goddamn ratings chart? What the fuck? This is horrible, Jeff. I don't know. Oh, my God. I can't even fucking. Well, here's here's a W Dynamite. It's got one hundred and fifty five votes, Jeff. Are you kidding me? A (laughs) hundred. It's fucking this fucking guy. Oh my God, this guy, this guy, he runs a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he runs multiple businesses and a football team. I can't believe this. Does does he though? Does he run anything? <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, it's a hundred, a hundred and fifty-five votes. Right. And it's the rating is 8.99 out of 10, I imagine. Oh my god! I'm trying to see if there's anything else that's like higher rated. Oh, that only only beat by episode 188, where the rating is 9.16. Guess the whopping amount of votes, Jeff. 155. Oh, a little high. Um, uh, higher. 173. 231. <laughs> well, that that's a cumulative one. So these the these are the two weeks back to back, right? Yeah, that, well, that's the what the tweet was. These are the two back-to-back highest-rated shows on CageMatch.net or whatever he said. I mean, that—that's this yes. is what how he was touting. That's a total of about 420, if my math is right, to 430 votes total between the two weeks. You're absolutely right. Pitiful. Yep. Just, you know what was the highest? Guy. I mean, 
you you said it earlier. Yeah. These storylines outside of AEW are far more interesting than the storylines on TV. I know. So why not just lean into the fucking shit that's happening in real life? Like, I don't get it. Like, he he's an idiot. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a high functioning idiot. Jeff, um, I, I other, let me show you. Functioning. I would just argue that he's rich. <laughs> Here are some other high rated things on um, Cage Match. Oh, good. Um, with 539 votes, mm-hmm. a rating of 8.7. This got the most votes. Um, WWE WrestleMania 39 Saturday. Great. Um, oh, Wrestle Kingdom for the last year got 278 votes, 8.52. Very nice. Um, the lowest rated Monday Night Raw episode 1558, 371 votes. The rating is 0.64. Well, I don't know what episode it was, but I agree. I th- yeah, I think the March 4th episode of Raw. I wonder what that was. Well, if it was this, yeah, a lot of- if it was this past week, I give that a 0.53. I was one-tenth of a percentage point below. Oh, Jeff, this is probably one of the highest rated things oh, here one, on one, Cage Match. Yeah. It's got 188 votes. It comes in at a whopping 9.48, almost a perfect score. This is, listen, I got a feeling that a lot of these cage match uh, voters uh, are watching uh, our our basement dwellers, uh, watching female wrestling with their pants down because stardom from April 23rd, 2023, stardom all-star grand queendom. Great. This is exciting. Let, let's let's move on to do predictions for the other uh, shows. We've, we've gone an hour and 13 minutes, and I know when you start going on your list, you just go on and on and on. Just close oh that box. God, you don't want to hear about... No, just close it. Just close the <laughs> How tab. can I close it? This close is... the tab. Hold, I can't figure it out, Jeff. It's, it's, it's nice. I feel like this is 1990. I got to figure out. I, I just went back in time. I feel like uh, Marty McFly. All right, nobody cares. I feel it's... like Marty McFly. Move along. What's next on your list? A lunger blade is a trashing trash. What? Oh my! Luchasaurus is the 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 case still going before uh, the the courts. It wasn't dismissed. What? That he wasn't. That he's a dinosaur. Yeah, the, what, the, what is he? The, the, his uh, mask uh, is in copyright infringement. Yeah, two two holdings okay. this week uh, upholding uh, intellectual property rights. So three cheers. Yeah, Andy for Warhol who, uh, for lost her. to Prince in. In a correct decision, finally. And how many? How many? What was the cage match rating for that? <laughs> We're not talking about cage match anymore. <laughs> We're not talking about Fight Club anymore. <laughs> what happens if Fight Club stays in cage match? That's exactly right. Um, Jeff, let's. Uh, we got Night of Champions coming up, um, and we we the last two weeks we had backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, let's. Let's talk about it in chronological order. No, nah, we're not backlash. talking about backlash. So just move to the future. <laughs> well, well, let's just quickly talk about backlash because I feel like there was a lot of people talking about it. it was yeah, they were show. two weeks ago. <laughs> I hear it. I don't want to fucking get into it <laughs> that much. I just wanted to talk about. You know, it was a good show. It. I think everybody was uh, pleasantly surprised. It wasn't. Didn't have much star power other than Cody and um, Brock Lesnar. Bad but, Bunny. And oh, I of course, and Bad Bunny, star I mean, this in the guy, world. he's a superstar. Yeah, 
Everybody's clamoring for this Bad Bunny versus Logan Paul match uh, since then. Jeff, um, the next time we were talking about, we should we should have went to Puerto Rico, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you. Riveting, riveting, <laughs> riveting conversation here. <laughs> All right. Since you want to get into this week's uh, uh, wrestling, we had uh, let's just stop. Start with the head of the table. Mm-hmm. We got the return of Roman Reigns comes on SmackDown mm-hmm. and he surprises the world. He's going to challenge for the tag team titles at Night of Champions. He and Solo will be the championship contenders to Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Sami Zayn, who surprisingly enough, will be doing a show in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's a big deal. Jeff, you want to give the you want to give the background as to why that's a big deal and what has changed? Well, Sami Zayn has refused to go the last few years, and in solidarity, Kevin Owens has as well. Now, I believe the reason is because the, the Saudi Arabian government and the uh, and the Syrian, not necessarily the government, but the people of Syria, the, the that they're at odds. I'm not really sure exactly what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if one is Shia, one is Sunni, or if it's just that the you know that the Saudi Arabian government has supported people who are, you know, maybe going against some faction. Syria has been in like a 12 year civil war and there's like three or four different sides. There's the Assad regime, there's uh, ISIS or as Obama used to say, ISIL. Um, there's uh, the, the Russians and to a lesser extent, the Turks are sort of in there. You know, uh, the Turks, I think, just want to get the Kurds. The Russians are back in Assad. And then there's like sort of this third marginalized group, which is sort of sort of American back, but they're sort of like a, a democracy group. But they, they, they probably lost, but there's still American aircraft there. Anyway, I don't really know what Sami Zayn's issue was. It, it seemed to be inspired by Khashoggi um, and whatever it is. As far as what resolved it? Uh, maybe the the changes in Saudi Arabia, uh, you know, the the progress has moved him some. Uh, Syria was recently allowed back into the Arab League. Um, Saudi that couldn't have happened without Saudi Arabia's consent, if not pushing for it. Um, several uh, Arab and Gulf state countries have entered into uh, peace talks with some other countries. Saudi Arabia didn't formally join, um, but everybody sort of knows that they gave it their their blessing um so but i don't know is it just money i i don't really know i don't i don't know what's in sammy zane's heart maybe he it could just be that he got tired of you know protesting for something that nobody cared about that wasn't going away and he's like why should i give up a million dollar bonus maybe i mean we were sammy got really really hot the last eight months and if you recall the last saudi arabia show sam those fans were chanting for sammy we want sammy we want sammy so i i wouldn't be surprised if uh, there was an extra couple dollars thrown his way to get him on the show and maybe he was touched by you the think people. he's safe do you think he's safe though jeff yes absolutely I've said this okay. every year on every show. If you are a guest of the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, you will be protected. Okay. All right. So the getting back to the storyline, um, 
there's a vote of no confidence from the tribal chief mm-hmm. with his uh, cousins, the Usos. He doesn't think that the Usos got it to take off, take down Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Yeah, I, he actually had um, Soraya, uh, Ruby Riot, and Tony Storm uh, make the loser sign at them and spray paint them with green spray paint. <laughs> Jeff, what do you think about where are we going with this? Can is there a possibility? that Roman Reign walks out of Saudi Arabia with the tag team titles. Well, they're saying that Roman is going to be taking a prolonged break, which we keep hearing. Um, we've been hearing that. Yes, yes, we've been hearing it and we keep hearing it. And, and it never seems to be much longer than it's ever been before. Um, and I have been seeing that they're thinking about doing Roman and Solo versus the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles at the Money in the Bank match in London. Um, but I think they're trolling the world. I don't think that that KO and Sami Zayn are dropping those titles anytime soon. And I think that the Usos maybe are somehow unintentionally bollocks it up for their tribal chief. However, I very much want to let the world know that I would love it if Roman Reigns and Solo had those titles and Roman Reigns had all the titles and he came out carrying six belts or, or whatever. <laughs> then I'm all for him beating Austin theory and getting the U S title. And while they're at it, just nutshot Gunter and take the intercontinental title as well. And, and bring back the cru- cruiserweight title, just like by telekinesis, have it like float into his hands. I, I, I think Roman's going to win. this. <laughs> I think Roman's going to win this fucking title, man. I think he's going to win these championships. I, I just, don't see, you know, the Saudis love Roman Reigns unless everybody acknowledges Solo their takes the pin. Chief. Yeah, I just don't. See, I think His Saudi Arabia will riot. What's that? His tribe is the world. His tribe is the world. He is the tribal chief. He is the, the, the head of the table. The world table. uniter. He is. When, look at look at him. The he's, world needs a hero. He's brought Sammy back to Saudi Arabia. He's gotten Saudi Arabia to meet with with Syria. This is Roman Reigns. Right. It's not Sammy Zayn. It's Roman Reigns. Dubai is talking about that they want to bring two WWPLEs a year to Dubai, and they're talking about $150, 200000000 million per year. And WWE is doing a live event in India in September. And they're talking about doing a PLE in, in Australia. I mean, this is worldwide. They should epi- do it. Just epical reach. <laughs> But right, Jeff, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about Puerto Rico. Like, it is a a a. That's what the difference is. They they branded it as a premium live event, and everybody was like scoffing, like, "Oh, this is bullshit." But they've WrestleMania was the destination ticket, right? Mm-hmm. It happens once a year. People from around the world go, and now WWE in in the the year and a half to two years that they've had since the pandemic stopped, or not stopped, but ended and they started going back on tour mm-hmm. they have they've really upped the their live event game especially the yeah. big yes. events and they've turned what used to be b c or d live events into must-see big events and they've sort of done that by going to other countries other cities puerto rico right. has not a big show in 20 years um i think cardiff and the castle really or whatever it was, Clash in Cardiff, whatever Clash it was, at the they, they really taught them that, yes, we can do it wherever we go. And then they just had this very validating tour in 
Europe where they would you know, everybody was off their rockers and cheering faces and heels in Paris and Germany and Ireland and I think they're like yeah yeah we can pretty much go anywhere now as long as as long as we don't like go to the same place too often right and I think like they they've become like destination trips like I think that's Possibly what you're seeing with the ticket sales. And again, I, I stay with Wembley is not a sold out, sold out. I think AEW bought a lot of those tickets. I, I, I but think I think there's a good portion of them. Listen, I know I'm a cynic. I know I'm a skeptic, but I think that, yes, Tony Kamba allows tickets. And I don't care what they said about what they did with, with scalpers. Scalpers always find a way. Right. And I think that I would say I would give them at least 15 to 20,000 people filling in that that stadium right I, I i would double that i think legitimately that's how much they can they can fit into that stadium but i think there are people that will take that opportunity as like hey i've never been to london this is my first international trip after covid yeah why not fuck it i'll go like i don't think so th- you don't think so you don't think aw fans you think they stay in the basement yeah they barely so paid to difference. go to the show in their own city. They, 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 I mean, when's the last time a dynamite was even close to sold out? You got You know what? That's a good point. You bring up a good point. I mean, Raw is selling out. SmackDown selling out. These guys go anywhere internationally, and it's a it's a party. That Puerto Rico show, Puerto Rico show was a fucking party. God knows why people are going to Raw. It's it's hideous. But they're going. I, they are going. You're right. Hundred percent, they're going. Yeah, SmackDown so, at least I mean, sometimes is pretty fun. I wouldn't go because there's so much dead time, you know, for the TV show, uh, you know, for the home audience. But at, at least fun stuff happens and the show tends to be quicker. But you're right. I mean, they're having legit sellouts or if it's a 12,000 seat arena, they'll sell 11,300 tickets. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, they're doing something right, man. But, yeah, I I, I got a feeling Roman's going to walk away with this, these titles. but. I, I would love it. That's I'm, the thing. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna go with no. Um, but but it be it would be fun as hell. I, th- I think it'd be fantastic. I think it'd be a wonderful. Uh, people would lose their shit. You think? Yeah, I think people would absolutely lose their shit. But I I think in a good way. I mean, you would have, yeah. listen, the same people who think that Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are a great tag team in 2023 would be the ones who'd be pissed off about it, uh, you know, so, but I think most people would lose their shit in a great way. And it would get coverage all over, like, the real world. Yeah. Um. So, thus far, the, the card doesn't look all that huge, but again, I guess WWE is showing us that the card doesn't really need eleven matches every time. Puerto Rico was a good show, and 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 that only had like five or six matches. Jeff, we're gonna go run down this uh, card as it is as it stands now. Obviously, from here to next week, they sh- can add a couple extra shows, but uh, sorry, an extra couple matches. But um, let's find out. Um, we already talked about uh, the bloodline versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, the next big match that is on the card is for the inaugural World Heavyweight Championship. 
Jeff, can you officially call it the World Heavyweight Championship if one of the guys is not an in in fact a heavyweight? Neither is. I mean, AJ looks a little bit on the more portlier side than Seth, so that's you why you can be portly uh, and be a heavyweight. I know that's why I'm saying one, not the other. So you're saying that AJ is the heavyweight, the the guy who's five foot nine and probably 197 pounds is the heavyweight versus Seth, who probably is six one. And two okay, let's see now. Eight. Now you're starting me up now. So you're right. He's five foot eleven, two hundred and eighteen pounds right. here. So his build weight. So take off two real inches and take off twenty pounds. <laughs> So you're saying he's Tom Cruise? Uh, no, I'm saying he's 5'9 and 197 pounds. Seth Rollins, 6'1. Wow, you you hit these right on the head. I'm impressed that you know their, their stats like this. Mm-hmm. And 225 pounds. Right, which he's really probably 205 pounds. <laughs> Yeah, he might have been 225 pounds when he got the title in 2015. When he used when he used to exercise. Oh. <laughs> he's, he's, you don't think he still exercises? He does. I think uh, he that, probably uh, exercises CrossFit. twice a week. Seth, I feel like he's like that CrossFit uh, junkie. Him and yeah, I think he stopped being a junkie Becky's the second his wife got pregnant. Be- no. Listen, if you look Becky, at if Becky, you look at pictures of him from 2015 and now, the one with the banana one one is a dad bod, the other is a guy who is trimmest but in definitely in shape. I definitely looked like an athlete. Just, right now, he looks like a dad who's in better shape than average. Before he looked like an athlete. I disagree with you. Wow. Um, anyway, I'm picking Seth Rollins. You're picking Seth Rollins. A lot of people have been saying that now AJ should get it. Yeah, I think I I agree with you. I think Seth is going to win this championship because he's been putting Cody over, taking some L's lately, doing a bunch of business. Yeah. He needs this championship. Yeah. I mean, listen, they they, they threw the AJ thing as a wrench to us and to, you know, make it whoever wins. It's the workhorse. But they didn't draft AJ with the OC and Mia Ying Yim to, um, um, SmackDown just to have a move over to Raw. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But I think it's it's a great matchup. And I think they, you know, it, you know, again, a month ago, would we ever said, oh, we Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles is going to be a must watch match. And here we are. Like, again, WWE keeps surprising you with uh, new stuff. Do you think that uh, the Grace Grayson Waller renews hostilities with AJ? They had that little feud when in NXT it spilled <laughs> over a little bit and maybe they uh, pretend uh, attacking his injured ankle and that's how they protect AJ? Possibly. Possibly. And I don't think that AJ needs any protection. I mean, I think... Um, yeah, but, but Triple H books the main roster the same way he books NXT. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, I can see these these two having like a a respectable match. I mean, AJ, yeah, he, 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 AJ, let's have this talk. Is AJ Styles a heel right now? No, he's a face right now. He's a face, right? And so is Seth. Right. So I can see these two having an epic 
Owen Hart versus um, Bret Hart or Bret Hart versus British Bulldog type match where they both shake hands at the end. Um, you know what they're going to have? They're going to have a Tyler Black CM Punk match from from Ring of Honor 2006 or 2008. Whatever. You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is exactly what that's going to be. It's going to be a, it's going to be a 27 to 35 minute work rate match. You're right. You're right. And that that and then you're going to close it out with Roman Reigns. Maybe. But I think this is this is a great uh match and and would be a great inaugural match for this championship that's supposed to now be the workhorse this, championship. I, I think they close it out with the with this match because they're trying to make this title important and they have to, but I'm not one that cares about match placement and who main events and mm. things like this. It doesn't, all of that stuff doesn't matter anymore. It's not important. Okay. I think you got a good point there. All right. Let's talk about the next match. Um, Brock versus Cody Rhodes. You know, last episode, uh, you and I split this this prediction. You said Cody was going to win. I thought Brock was going to win. And we both said that this wasn't going to be the end. You, and you lo thought and behold, that it's Cody was going to get buried. He was going to be destroyed, squashed. Yes. Like John Cena. Right. Yeah, I definitely did. And and I, I what I saw that that in backlash shocked shocked me. The fact that he dominated Brock Lesnar for a majority of that match and then Brock, whether willingly, busts his open, busts open his forehead hard way or even accidentally like he this man put over Cody Rhodes with the amount of offense he I've never seen Brock manhandled like that Um and 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 dominated and Cody looks strong and rightfully so. Good for Cody. What do you think is going to happen here? Are we going to see Cody dominate Brock Lesnar two times in a row? No, I, I think that Brock's going to win with a wrestling hoe this time. I think Brock's going to hit him in the nuts and he's going to win. He's going to cheat and we're going to have a third match at SummerSlam. Oh, I think we're definitely going to have a third match at SummerSlam, but I think that Brock has to win to get the third third match. So you're saying that Brock's going to nutshot him, cheat to win, or Brock's going to nutshot him and get disqualified? No, he's going to he's going to nutshot him to win. Okay. Ref's not looking; he gets distracted. I I think that Brock's going to win in a in a uncharacteristic way. I think he's going to do one. Yeah, you know, Darby Allen, you know, gets these like the, these these schoolboys and these crucif- crucifix like roll ups. I think Brock is going to surprise us all with his amateur background and and pull one out sort of the way Cody did. But you might be right. I mean, yours yours is much more Brock yeah. Lesnar. So I I just I just don't see that as being the story. I think that he's going to be like, all right, Cody, you beat me in a wrestling match. Most of the matches are going to be my way, but when but when the going gets tough and Cody is is getting the upper hand on Brock, I think Brock's going to pull out, you know, maybe even pull the tights or something like that. But it's going to be uh, like a wrestling move. Yeah, I, I feel like pulling the tights is is too cheesy for Brock. I feel like Brock needs to cheat in a in a in a more thuggish manner, and I feel like a mule kick to the nuts is not out of the question. Or Jeff, what the other thing that they can do? Obviously, you're you're trying to build up Cody Rhodes as this, you know, uber babyface. What better way to put over Cody 
than to put him in a triangle lock, a triangle choke, and have him pass out, and he never gives up. Could do that too. Yeah, that'd be, right? that'd be all right. Yeah, there's lots of options here. I, I think that whatever it is, Rock's going to have to have that maniacal laugh where, like, all of his crow's nests, you know, his crow's lines come out and his face turns red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All righty, let's talk about um, Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Finally, this this oh, for, started simmering up. This this uh, newfound. Um, I'm going to use the word passion for Asuka. Asuka is leaning into the dark side. And uh, during Bianca Belair's celebration of, uh, I guess, holding the championship for a amount of days and celebration of Asian Americans. (laughs) No, that had nothing to do with it. (laughs) Uh, She had a celebration. Bianca has a celebration and Asuka spits in her face. Right. I loved it. This should have happened in the build to WrestleMania. Why did they wait so long, Jeff? Right. While wearing sensible slacks and and a, and a like a blouse that like somebody would wear in an office. I loved it. I, lo- I love strange uh, green gloves. Um, okay, well, I famously picked Oscar to upset Bianca at WrestleMania. Um, I'm not going to make the same mistake twice. You're going to pick Bianca. Yes. All right, I'm gonna pick Oscar. Okay. Fun. Oscar means business. She's she's this is a new business Oscar. I'm all for it. I'm I'm happy to do it. But I I actually could see her getting herself disqualified by spitting mist in the face, but getting caught, and then they run her back at so at SummerSlam, and maybe then you know the if Bianca breaks whatever the record is, because right now they're trying to distinguish between records and modern era records, but nobody's exactly sure what modern era is. I mean, did it start after Nikki <laughs> Bella? Modern era means we're not counting May, uh, fabulous moolahs. <laughs> it's, that, that's no, I, I think it means we're not counting Nikki Bella beating AJ Lee's record. <laughs> I think is what it is. Oh, so, I mean, what is that? Four years ago? I mean, <laughs> five years ago. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with Bianca. All righty. Last match that is here on the reported card again, as of as of uh, Thursday, May 18th slash Friday, May 19th in the morning. Um, We've got a match that was just added this week. Mustafa Ali wins a uh, number one contenders match on Raw. It's a battle royal for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. And now you have Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Some people are saying that this is going to be a complete squash match. I disagree. I've got a feeling Mustafa Ali is going to walk out as the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I agree that it's not going to be a squash match. I disagree. Gunther is not losing that title anytime soon. And certainly not to the Mustafa Ali. He's I, he, I need he's him Pakistani. to have one quick okey-doke match. He's Pakistani. They are Shia. Saudi is Sunni, so it's not like he's some hometown or even ethnic favorite. Um, and WWE is not. <laughs> you think has I not ignored the fact that the guy has gets no response 
at home. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, Jeff. You think and so? You think because of those cultural differences, the fans in Saudi Arabia are just going to be like, "Yeah, beat the shit out of him, slap him hard." No, I think the WWE <laughs> would say, "Okay, if if it was like Mansoor, who is Saudi, they might be tempted to give him the title." There, but there's no such temptations with Mustafa Ali. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. But you're saying those are the only matches? It. Isn't like Becky versus Trish or Natty versus Rhea on this card? No, I mean on on Wikipedia it does not have those added. I'm pretty sure yet. Becky versus Trish is on this card. Trish is getting her Saudi payday. You think so? I don't. I don't know. It's not here yet. But I mean, all right. Let's let's fuck it. Let's add it. Why not? If, if Becky and Trish were added to this card, who is going to win? I think you gotta have your face win on, on this. See, I think you you gotta have Trish win so that way it continues to SummerSlam. Yeah, but you don't because she could just keep attacking her from behind. I wanted to say this earlier when we were talking about Seth Rollins and his and his workouts. Um, Becky's lost way too much weight. I need her to to gain like ten to fifteen pounds. She's not looking well. Not of mu- not muscle. I need her to just go to like fat burger and and just hose down a bunch of burgers for about three weeks straight. Okay. Fuck calorie count. I mean, for the real world, she looks good. For for a wrestler, she's 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 getting into Dakota Kai Kai territory. Yeah, right. She's. I mean, yeah. It's. I miss I miss my chunky uh, Becky Lynch from. Yeah, NXT. I mean, yeah. She doesn't even need to go to the house. She should just just be drink those Irish pints again. <laughs> Irish pints. Yeah, she's Irish. So drink drink those black and tans. Have some Guinness. That's that's the card for okay. Night of Champions, Jeff. Any other WWE stuff before we move on to NXT stuff? Uh, I got one. We thing. can do news and notes afterwards. Okay. Um. All right. Let's move on to NXT. We had some uh, some stuff happen as usual. You know, uh, one thing before we get into the deep dive of NXT. <laughs> I see lately in in internet wrestling circles, social media, Twitter, some Facebook groups. There's a lot of people that are very critical of WWE's women's booking. Oh, the women don't get enough match time. The storylines suck. And I think that they ignore they're they're purposely ignoring things that have been really good. Let's say like Charlotte versus Rhea, right? Is was the build missing something? Sure. It was a rehash of them a couple of years back and and Rhea trying to you know even the score, prove that she was better than Charlotte. That story wasn't all that captivating compared to the other storylines, right? But the match was amazing. Um Asuka versus Bianca was a great match. The build sucked. All you were missing was one being a heel and one being a face. Um, but so everybody's been very critical about WWE. Oh, they who's suck everybody? at this. They who, who's crit- I mean, it's, it's unless you're a fan of Stardom or Wow, there there's there's no place that that has more women's wrestling. 
I mean, AW has one story, which is the outcast versus the originals such as they are. And sort of Jade. That's it. I mean, that, that right. But, but that, and that's what was, I, what I was pivoting to Jeff is this criticism is hollow, right? You, because if you really gave a shit about women's wrestling, you'd watch start or even let's say, Hey, Steve, Hey, Jeff, I don't watch stardom because the language difference. I get a lot of things are lost in translation. I can't, I can't follow. Okay, fine. I don't, I don't see these same critics following NXT. NXT in the last year has had some of the better women's matches and better women's storylines. It's at least 50% women on, on NXT. And rightfully so. Right. And, and, and nobody, nobody's saying boo about right. that. I don't even see, like, again, TNA for the longest time has had really, really great matches. Um, so and, so and we hear, women, neither you nor I were watching it. No, but but again, I'm satisfied in what I get from the WWE content that I don't need to go looking elsewhere for like mediocre subpar stuff. Everyone knows that. I mean, but NWA does a little bit of women's wrestling. MLW does almost none. I mean, who who what promotion are they looking to that does more women's wrestling and better women's wrestling that is a mixed gender? Uh, wrestling promotion. The only one you can look at legitimately is NXT, which is part of WWE. Right. And so that that's what, all I wanted to say here was, you know, I see everybody shitting on WWE for, oh, you're not paying attention to the women. You're not taking them seriously. But Bianca Belair just, have another just, fuck- just passed a year as being the, the champion. And Rhea Ripley, right. I mean, I agree that, 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 that she's sitting there stuck with Judgment Day as just one of the gang. Um, but they're sort of positioning her as China, but the match against Charlotte was, I mean, that was an all-time great. Yeah, agreed. Jeff, one more thing before we move into um, I would say the women's booking is no more or less incompetent than most of the men's booking with the exception of a couple top-tier stories. Yeah. Um I I you know what I think is is the the thing that is I think that the the distinction is that the Roman storyline and the Sammy storyline was so so good. And then you you know the Charlotte Rhea story was like the fourth best story leading up to WrestleMania. You had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Like, you had a lot of stuff that was like really, really good stuff that were like top notch stuff. And I think the criticism just is hollow. I think it's it's incorrect. So these guys, Jeff, I want to pivot don't know to what's going to work. They don't. They're they're probably lucky if three out of the ten ideas get any purchase with fans. Right, Jeff. Um, earlier today, WWE ranked their top 10 debuts of all time. Did you see this? I saw it. Number one was The Shield. Number two was Kane. Number three was Goldberg. Number four, Ronda Rousey. Number five, Brock Lesnar. Rounding out the top 10, you had AJ Styles, The Rock, Kevin Owens, John Cena, and number 10, Y2J, Chris Jericho. When I saw this list, I saw the first top five and I said, oh, Jericho's not up there. Well, that's obviously that they're snubbing him. Um, 
your thoughts on this list of top 10 WWE debuts? Well, Kane is number one. I mean, Kane should be, is, is the best debut. You think yeah, so? For sure. Um, but I never gave a damn about the Shield. The Rock's debut, I mean, if they're talking about The Rock versus Rocky Maivia, maybe, but Rocky Maivia's was pitiful. Um, see, this was good. Um, I think that they're they show that clip of they show that clip of Rocky Maivia and the blue like streamer yeah. armbands. That, that, that was no good. I mean, they must be talking about also the modern era. But yeah, I mean, I, you know. I was not a Chris Jericho guy, guy, but his his debut was was good. I mean, I think the Radicals had a really good debut, but you can't really talk about them for several reasons. Yeah, I think the Jericho one is number one. Like, no, you close. Jeff, come on, man! Like, you've got to give it some respect. Like, you had the countdown. Everybody was like speculating: was it Jericho? Was it not? Then it was, it was Jericho, Jericho and then I you'd have a debut. And then you had on debut with um, The Rock. Like, come on. They they put The Rocket to this guy. Like, yeah, I think the, Jer- liked the Jericho Sorry. debut was number one. Didn't like it. Don't agree. Kane was number one. Wow, there's there's like no, not even a question. What happened uh, during the Kane, inter- the Kane debut? It was great. Remind me. Everyone agrees. Kane was the only. That was it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. It was per- Mr. Perfect. What about Mr. Perfect's debut with all those vignettes? Yeah, that was, that was really good. <laughs> all right, Jim. Let's talk about this and then go home. <laughs> what is this? What is this NXT show called? NXT Farfignugan. Farfignugan yeah. Battleground. Right. It was, it was Battleground an old WCW uh, show? No? Hell no. Probably. All right. We've got five matches so far. Wasn't it a video game? Probably. That, it, Battleground? Yeah, wasn't it the old WWE video game name? Possibly. Do you want me to Google it? Oh, it took me to cagematch.com. <laughs> Let's talk about these five matches. We got... Oh. Nobody, nobody gives a shit about this match. <laughs> Last man standing match. Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Ugh. I mean, I assume it'll be Dragunov. These guys, I don't care. I've watched, like, I don't watch NXT religiously, but I've watched NXT. I could give a shit about Ilya Dragunov. Dijak, I mean, I don't care about either. I just, what's the deal about Ilya Dragunov? <laughs> Um, I don't know. He had a banger of a match with Gunter, him and Tyler Bate. I mean, the only thing I'll say about Ilya is he does throw his body around sort of like Darby Allen, but he's at least, you know, big-ish. Like big, like big Bill? No, like not embarrassingly small, but, you know, like Ricochet. I mean, built differently, but oh, probably okay. similar size-wise. You know, good for Ricochet. I'm I'm happy for him and Samantha Irvin. Samantha Irvin is killing it at, at, as an announcer. Do you know that? Do you follow her on Instagram? I don't follow. I don't follow anyone on Instagram. I deleted off my phone. But she's a great ring announcer. You should follow. I'm her. not following it's anyone. A, it's a good watch. <laughs> okay, I think you should follow her. I do, I told you I deleted Instagram off my phone. Why would I put it back to follow one person? You should just. You should just sign back up just to follow her. Why? Follow her, just one Why? person. Be that creepy guy. Why would I do such a thing? 
because she's got good content. Like, what content could she possibly have that I'd be interested in? Ring announcing. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Match number, uh, this is another match. Uh, Match number two, Wesley, he's the North American champion versus Tyler Bate versus Joe Gacy. Wesley, what, what, he's going to retain, right? Come on. Somehow I think the Joe Gacy is going to win this title. Jesus Christ. Why? Uh, Because Wesley is stupid and Tyler Bay betrayed him. So Wesley is going to probably turn to a heelish attitude and Gacy's going to, you know, get the win. I I don't know. For for good luck. Same reason Seth Rollins is getting title for loyalty and being and and being a good soldier doing stupid shit and dealing with those grizzled young veteran jabronis oh and having to deal with Simone Johnson the rock's daughter she's so bad oh stop so bad she's bad at wrestling she's bad at talking she's bad looking she dresses badly oh my god (laughs) what did she do (laughs) what did she do to you so mean wait till I see her and tell her that you said this about her Noam Noam Dar holy shit who what where have I been who's British ground British rounds rules match for the NXT Heritage Cup Noam Dar is the champion versus Dragon Lee holy fuck well um Dragon Lee's winning right let's go Dragon Lee the the NXT Heritage Cup, like anyone gives a damn about that. The NXT UK Heritage Cup. Wow. Well, well, that was just NXT. Okay, so we had the women's the women's championship tournament that had Gigi Dolan, Tiffany Stratton, J.C. Jane, Roxanne Perez, Lyra Valkyria. What a fucking name! Oh, where's Vince when you need him? Kiana James. Fallon Henley and Cora Jade. You now have uh, dwindled that down to Cora, Roxanne Perez, or Tiffany. Roxanne Perez or Tiffany Stratton versus either Cora Jade or Lyra Valkyria. Jeff, who's it going to be? I think they're going to rerun Cora Jade versus Roxanne Perez. Um, and I think they're going to give it to Cora Jade. I think you're right. I think um, you can never really trust anybody with a skateboard. So um, now Cora Jade's not with her skateboard. Well, but I think they know they can't trust Roxanne Perez. There's some. There's some. There's something going on with her. Yeah. Plus, she's really, really small. I mean, really, really small. You're such a sizist. I've always been a sizist. But like even people yeah. who aren't sizists or who pretend not to be, like they, they mock Rio, who's really, really small. I mean, Cora J, I mean, uh, Roxanne Perez is like almost Rio. She's not as thin as Rio, but she's shorter. Mm. Yeah, they said the same thing about uh, Zelina Vega, you know, that she's really small. And she is. I love Zelina Vega. God damn it. She looked yeah. good. Can we go back and talk about the Puerto Rico yeah. show? Hmm. 
Rock, uh, Roxy versus Corey Jade. I agree with you. I think uh, Corey Jade's going to take this title. <clears throat> Good. Next, Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker. A heel Braun Breaker. Yep. He's much better as a heel, but I, I think that Melo, who's also much better as a heel, but as a face, I think Melo retains. Yeah, Melo don't miss. It might be fun, though, if Trick Williams stopped being the sidekick and actually betrayed Melo and Braun Breaker won. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't realize that this is happening in Lowell, Massachusetts yeah. at the Songus Center. Um, is this named after Paul Songus, that, uh, that, that old Republican guy? Uh, I think he was a Democrat. Oh, yeah, Democrat. Yeah. Um, yeah, Paul Songus. Aren't the Creeds versus Gallus on this card? I don't. I don't acknowledge Gallus. Ah, well, I'm going to go with the Creeds winning. So, also, I don't see that here. Okay. But well, if sure. it is on the card, I'm going to go with the Creeds winning. If it's not on the card, it's moot. Gallus should be moot. Listen, oh, you like that one, right? I mean, all those that British guys that can send them back, and, and half of the British girls too. No, 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 no. We got to keep. Uh, we got to keep some of them. I said half. Look, I'm, what do you think of my hair now? Look at this thing. I need a fucking <laughs> it looks like, like hair, Kramer. A hair tie. Look, <laughs> look like a wild Samoan now. You do Holy look like shit. wild Samoan, except like Kramer. Um. All right, Jeff. Let's get into news and and take a. Yeah, all right. This is terrific. All right. So Backlash was a giant monetary success, according to the business people. Uh, Vince, one of the class action derivative lawsuits was voluntarily dismissed, but Vince McMahon ended up having to pay their attorney's fees of $1.65 million out of his own money. Um, We talked about all the... uh, all the all-in information and CM Punk and A-Steel. New Japan Pro Wrestling canceled its Australian tour um, due to Forbidden Door 2, and it looks like Impact took their dates. So Impact is doing an Australia tour, um, dovetailing on NWA doing an Australia tour, which was actually Billy Corgan just bringing about 10 people from NWA with him on his Smashing Pumpkins tour and running wrestling shows there. Um, Brett Favre? Dropped his lawsuit against Pat McAfee. Uh, there was no settlement at all, but that's sort of wrestling adjacent. Jackson Riker, who people might remember as Gunner and one of the Forgotten Sons, he's retiring from wrestling, allegedly. Drake Younger, the MAGA Republican referee from NXT, um, who I think he uh, he started a wrestling career. He is also leaving wrestling. Um, superstar Billy Graham died a couple days ago. Um, a guy who was probably 10 or 15 years before his time definitely influenced people like Hulk Hogan, Don Morocco, Jesse Ventura, Scott Steiner, probably a whole lot of others. I mean, everyone's saying that he influenced them, um, but th- those were the obvious. Free agents, uh, Paige Van Zandt. Uh, we found out that she was an ex-AEW talent. We did not know that before, but... Apparently, she might be in some collaboration with Mandy Rose, and, and so it be, came out that she was an ex-AEW talent. Um, the Von Erichs, um, the, the kids, um, Kevin's sons, they're free agents. Their MLW contracts have expired, and apparently they're leaving Hawaii and moving back to Texas along with Dad. Uh, as far as signings, we already talked about Kalisto Samurai Del Sol joining AEW. 
A steal maybe was rehired by AEW. We don't know. Injuries. Eddie Kingston had a hernia surgery. Randy Orton, there's talk that his back injury isn't doing so great, um, that he was advised not to go back to wrestling. But isn't that what doctors say to everybody? I mean, who would tell someone to go back to wrestling? Um, the, new for, the news for Robert Roode, though, is that he's having a second cervical fusion uh, surgery. This time it's his C4 and C5, so that certainly doesn't sound good. Liv Morgan apparently suffered some injury either on SmackDown or, or a house show on Saturday, and she was pulled from a title match. It's said not to be serious, so they don't have, they're not considering strip, stripping the titles yet. Um, I would not be surprised if that was changed and or if Liv or Raquel were added to the Saudi show uh, and lose those titles to the Sisters of Destruction, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Um, let's see. Talked a little bit how Alundra Blaze was uh, tr- saying that Trish Stratus set the business back like 15 years after Alundra Blaze built it up. And I would say to Alundra Blaze, screw you. Um <laughs> Trish was great and she'll be remembered and you won't um, talked about this uh, copyright Oof. infringement case against Luchasaurus con- continuing it was not dismissed so AEW is going to have to continue on that one MLW did answer WWE's motion to dismiss there's been no ruling on that so that goes forward I truly hope that one goes forward I think it won't I think it'll fail ultimately but I really want to go to Discovery because I want all that information to come out um we talked about Dubai and WWE and India a live event there uh and Apparently, there were rumors, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but apparently Seth Rollins was on the set of Captain America New World Order, and apparently he's playing a role, one of the villains in that. So, so Yeah, yeah, there's video, there's uh, photos so, of him on so set. So Seth Rollins will be uh, Captain Viper or Vipero or something, the... V- Vampiro, he will Cobra be a commander, some, something like that. I don't know. Cobra commander and Vampiro. Whatever it is, maybe they'll get his ass in shape. Um so ratings, SmackDown two weeks ago, 2,059, I'm sorry, 2,059,000 down 414,000 from the week before. This past week, however, 2.149 million went back up 90. Still not great. Rampage. Oh, we talked about Rampage. Impact. The last two weeks that we have numbers on, uh, May 4th, that date is noteworthy because that was Trinity's debut, one of the worst kept secrets in wrestling. 107,000. May 11th, her wrestling debut, 115,000. So a slight uptick there. But the week before the 107, they were at 133, which was back to their when Omega left them era, which was down from the Tessa and Brian Cage era substantially. All right. New Japan, the last two weeks we have for them also... Uh, May 4th and May 11th, May 4th, 43,000, May 11th, 47,000, so pretty pitiful there. Raw two weeks ago, 1.785 million, which was up 7,000 from the week before this come, this past week, 1.716,000, down 79,000, pretty piss poor show. NXT two weeks ago, 602,000, up 33,000 from the week before, but they gave it Right back this past week, 564,000, down 38,000. We talked about Dynamite. Um, All Access, it finished at 336,000, up 25,000. It finished right around the same as that Power Slap show, a little bit higher. Um, 
And uh, oh, by the way, uh, Dynamite lost to the the Rich and Shameless show that I think was also on a Warner Network. It did um, something like a hundred and eight hundred and fifty four thousand, something like that, which was like forty thousand more than Dynamite. Um, NWA the last three weeks. This week twenty thousand. Two weeks ago forty two thousand. Three weeks ago ninety seven thousand, which I think was the show after NWA three one two. So I guess people were looking for pay per view recaps. Um, so the big news, other than what we talked about, was Billy Graham dying. So rest in peace. I feel like we should have done a better tribute there. He he. It was a time where he meant a lot more to me, but he's burned so many bridges. And he's just seemed like an angry old man for such a long time. That honestly, he's he's sort of like Abe Vigoda. I I. Had, if people didn't keep reporting how poorly he was doing in health, I could have sworn he died years ago. <laughs> I think this is the episode where you you just spare nobody. You just you're just taking shots at everybody. <laughs> Superstar Billy Graham, like I um I never watched his in ring stuff. I watched his promos, and now you can kind of YouTube him um, to see him. Um. I rem- my earliest recollection of Superstar was of adults telling me as a kid that Hulk Hogan uh, stole Billy Graham's gimmick and he got it over. It's true. And then as I, which which was true, right? He stole his look. He stole his the the blonde hair and the the you know. But you know, there's subtle differences between Hogan and Graham. I think. Hogan leans into the Americana a little more, you know, Graham never really kind of did that. He was just more like, I mean, everybody was shit. If you're, you're going to say that he's like, Oh, I'm pretty like Adrian Adonis did that. And, and Ric Flair did that. And you know, all the nature boys did that. Like every that's been a trope in wrestling for as long as wrestling has been around the, I'm a pretty boy. I'm, I'm a good looking guy. I'm a badass. Um, yeah, I mean, some people say the same thing about Jesse Ventura. I mean, Ventura used to say that Hogan stole his gimmick too. So, but you know, you know, um, imitation is one of the most sincerest forms of flattery, and uh, you know, I think um, a lot of people were influenced by Superstar Billy Graham. I think Hogan admits that now, and and a lot of people admit that you know, Superstar was influential. You know, has he said controversial things and? Sure. Um, I think that's just the era and the culture that people grew up in. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying it is what it is. Um, yeah, I mean, usually we, we say these people will be missed. I don't really know how much people are going to miss Superstar Billy Graham. We should have had, um, oh my God, um, Kevin on the show to talk about his memories of Superstar Billy Graham. That's true, but I mean, they'd probably be similar to mine. I mean, I I was a Superstar Billy Graham fan, but the thing is, he he wasn't around that much. He like would take like everyone else. He would take time. He would disappear and then come back. And sometimes his gimmick would be radically different. But you know, in the sixties and the seventies, he you know he was a titan. He was one of the, the first guys that was like you know over six feet. You know, you know, completely jacked to the gills, had that whole attitude, and Hulk Hogan absolutely stole his gimmick. Now, not 1984 going forward, you know, Hulk Hogan, WWF, you know, American hero, I am a real American guy, Hulk Hogan before that, uh, you know, especially when he 
did his heel rolls in in places, but uh, you know his look and everything like that. But Jesse Ventura, who you know Hulk Hogan may have borrowed from borrowed from Jesse Ventura. Jesse might have borrowed from Hulk Hogan, but Jesse Ventura definitely borrowed from Superstar Billy Graham. I mean, I'm not I'm not sure which one of them is older and which one was was before the other. In Jesse and Hulk's case, I I'm sure I knew at some point in my life. Um, but uh, yeah, Billy's just one of those guys. He said a lot of things, and and I'm not even talking about his things that were you know like Archie Bunker like. Uh, I, I mean, like things about wrestling. He like would burn bridges, and then he'd make up, and then burn bridges again, and then burn them again, and then just make sure that they were really burnt, and he'd set fire on them, and then he'd look down the ravine and you know pour some gasoline down there, and make sure that there's no embers left. Uh, I mean, he just seemed like he was like a really mercurial, unhappy guy, and you know. I, I hope he found some peace, but I, I uh, like I said, I he's one of those people that I thought he was already dead. I, you know, I, I'm sorry. It's just every now and then I was reminded he wasn't because of people saying what poor health he was in. I mean, he's 79. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, he feels older. I mean, for, for our younger listeners, uh, even those that are like in their 30s and, you know, it it's worth a. a a look like YouTube superstar Billy Graham and, and take a look at some of his promos and even some of the wrestling. Um, just so you get an idea of, of who this guy is. He's a definitely like a legend in professional wrestling and, a, and a big reason why a lot of the characters in wrestling are who they are is largely in part because of superstar Billy Graham. So um, yeah, give it, a, give it a go. Give it, take You're sitting on the potty. You know, dropping a deuce, YouTube superstar Billy Graham, and, and and watch some promos and acknowledge him in that yeah, fashion. How check his shit out. I mean, I'm sure there's a bunch of GoFundMe's out there. So if you want to yeah, contribute, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Yeah, Jeff's not. He's uh, contributing to his uh, Lothario yeah. fund where he's charity begins know, at home. I mean, getting busy. Billy Graham famously podcast. sold his WWE Hall of Fame ring. You know, I mean. It's, yeah. He sold. Do you know who bought it? You. I wish I would have bought was, it. Was, wasn't it the Hall of Famer? Look at me. I'm a Hall of Famer. Was it the technician and the executive consultant in their first marital asset? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. That's right. They uh, He sold the turtle and he uh, <laughs> gave it. Uh, he bought the Hall of Fame ring. With oh, it. the turtle. Yes. Cocaine turtle. The turtle. Rest, rest, in, rest in cocaine turtle. <laughs> rest in peace, cocaine turtle. Make a movie called to- Cocaine Turtle. Good, that's the sequel That'd right there. Um, Jeff, what are we? What are we plugging this week? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Icarus Fell if you want. You can listen to all of my shows on the PWC if you like. Um, and the, the you know, if you want to spend five dollars, you can spend it on the Hamini Media Group, and you can see the shows I'm on there on the, with Channel Latin and Hamini Media Group. Uh, do uh, Uncage, which is a review of Rampage, and Smack Attack, which is a review of SmackDown and the Week in Wrestling, um, and occasionally other stuff too. Of course, Garden of the Doom and Garden Views. I'm, I'm pretty good about dropping at least two shows a week: one Garden of the Doom, one Garden Views, and looking like mad and have all sorts of interesting guests and all sorts of interesting stuff. So if you like esoteric and eclectic and, you know, stuff where it's probably going to be new to you at least three out of four times, check it out. And if you don't like my voice, listen to it at one and a half or two times speed. That's what I do. 
He does. I often, you know, when, when we're talking, we I, I hear him in the background listening to things while I'm talking. It gets to him. easy after a while. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. It sounds like he's listening to Mickey Mouse read a story. <laughs> Maybe I am. But he does it. Kudos yeah. to him. He's he's yeah. he's like Doogie Howser, only way the secret older. Secret is is that I'm, I only listen to Alvin and the Chipmunks podcasts. So. <laughs> um and yeah guys uh if you want to contact us you can uh, reach us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com that's hammerlockhangover at gmail.com you can send us questions comments thoughts fantasy booking super chats just kidding you can't send us super chats but if you want to send us super chat, well, whatever you want to do send us whatever you want a flaming bag of dog shit whatever well, i'm sure if you want to send us money send us steve can figure game. out a way to to make that happen yeah, I'll take them. Take them send us a free shirt. Send us a uh, an old moolah. If anybody's got an old superstar Billy Graham doll hanging around, we will mm-hmm. take it. Email us and we'll take it. We might even pay yeah, for so shipping. Old Hulk Hogan doll, and you just cut off its hair. If you've got this the the Hall of Fame ring, mm-hmm. please hit us up. We'll buy right. it from you. Um, what else we got, Jeff? Um, right. Twitter. We're on Twitter every once in a while. Hammerlock HO, you can find us there. You're not. You're on Twitter all the time. No, I'm on. Sometimes I get on. When I get passionate, I start firing off a bunch of tweets, and then two weeks happen. I want to uh, formally apologize to Drew Yari. I feel he, I've heard his feelings last episode when he was like, when I was critical of him sitting down and watching all Avengers movies. I feel like now he's stopped posting that he was watching the Avengers movies. So I feel like I took something away from him just by criticizing. He's got too well, much well, time. Maybe he stopped. Hands. Maybe he stopped doing that. Maybe he's like, maybe he re- reevaluated. Or yeah, I mean, I don't know why anyone would listen to you. I mean, I don't know why he would do what he did, but, <laughs> but that, 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 that's something he likes. I'm sure there's tons of things that people would look at me and go, I don't know why you do that. And and I agree. I understand. Yeah. I mean, we all agree. Things. Like listening to books at I, two and a half yeah, times. I don't speed. know why anyone would listen to you know stop watching you know a, a series because they got criticized by you. I mean, maybe if I did it, <laughs> I never told them to stop watching it. I stop just stop telling Drew what was, to do. Speaking of Drew, I was on his Patreon. I did a Garden of Drew on Norse mythology, so you can check that out. I also was on the Rest Garden of Patreon. Of a couple Is that what you ago. call it? Yeah, Garden of Drew. Um, it's like a crossover between the Drew Yari show and Garden of Doom. Garden of Drew. Very clever. And okay. uh, I was on the Wrestling Suit Patreon where we talked about a lot of the legal cases. That was probably about two, two and a half weeks ago now. Oh, very good. Let's take a listen to Drew Yari's show too. If you like wrestling, listen yeah. to Drew. He give them all five dollars. Yuckles it up with a bunch. Give of Drew five dollars. Give his Sue five dollars. Give Hameen five dollars. I don't. I don't. I don't want to need your money. <laughs> give 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 all those guys five dollars. You don't have to send us anything. We're 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 well to do. Yeah. We're trying to get we, to the bottom of, of operatives. We're, we're at least one of those things anyway. We're we're busy trying to get into the good graces of Tony Comp to to get the title of. If you saw Steve's hair right now, you would know that we're filthy. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't look like that guy's washed his hair. Absolutely, in weeks. I look like a fucking disaster right now. I look like I stuck my finger in an electrical it socket. He looks like he looks like Freeze Meister. He looks like one of those women who wore a wig for like four weeks straight and first took it off and just like I don't have the energy to deal with this rat's nest. You know, wasn't there like an oh, uh, an episode, like a movie in the nineties? Was like Young Einstein or something like that, there where was. it was like this Australian guy that played uh, Albert Einstein. It was like, or he kind of looked like Carrot Top. I have the same hair. 
only not orange. You have Kramer hair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I do. It's like that time when they had. I'm lucky that these headphones are pinning it down. When they cast down. an actor to play Kramer, you look like the actor. You have his hair, like actor Kramer hair, as opposed to the real Kramer. No, I'm, I'm actually doing the nervous twitch right now. Oh, good. It's great for radio. <laughs> Jeff. All right, guys, that's been uh, episode. What number is it? 118? 118, guys. 118. Thank you for listening. Much appreciated. If you liked it, if you loved it, please make sure you leave us uh, some uh, reviews, five stars, all the stars, and uh, leave comments. And most importantly of all, share the link with some of your wrestling friends and wrestling buddies. And um, even those that you hate, if you hate somebody and they have really shitty takes on wrestling, send them the link to this episode so they can listen and maybe yeah. they'll be Make a little sure bit you brighter leave the people the links, but most importantly, leave. <laughs> there you go. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have Stay a great evil, one. my friends.